I'm Rizlar. I'm Frosty. As nobody's really engaged quite yet. Yep, oh, there we have a bit of- Oh, is that a triple stun for the Mystic? And welcome back to the value pack. And welcome, everybody, to another episode of the value pack. Now, first, let's get this out of the way right out the gate, all right? There... <laughs> There's going to be a lot of Maywa bullying on this episode because our resident Maywa unfortunately cannot join us for this episode. Uh, he is busy. I think he said he's at a friend's wedding or something or like uh, something, something to do with a friend's wedding. I don't remember exactly what it was, but either way, unfortunately, Nayashi will not be joining us today. So that means there's going to be extra bullying on Maywa's uh, than usual. And uh, Maywaz, you don't have anyone to defend you, so that's a that's a feels bad. Uh, but uh, the good news to go along with that bad news, we do have a special guest here today. But first, before I get to him, I do want to thank our lovely patrons over on Patreon: Badriana, Infrax, Hawaiian, Auscultation, Icarian, Jessica, Eyes Issues, Jeremy Johnson, Callahad, Lord Carrot, Mayo, Nightmanarius, and Vala, and Talus X Septum. Thank you guys so much, and everybody else who supports us on Patreon. We really appreciate it. You guys are the fucking best. You rock. Thank you so much. Our guest actually had him on once before. He has returned to talk about uh, stuff he doesn't want to talk about. Uh, <laughs> it's Anfield. Thank you for joining us, my guy. Rap God? New rap like, God? You went through those patrons. Oh, my. <laughs> <laughs> now, I know... Uh, I know Ranger, you know, you don't really like talking about Ranger that much, but we have to. We have but to, I, man. We have something important to get to first. What, Nayashi mentioned more than one time that he was afraid you were going to think he's dodging. What, what's the story behind that? He wasn't here for the last one. I think that's literally it. Oh, that fucking bitch. Oh, was he not? No. I think he, yeah, I'm pretty sure he wasn't here the last time I was on. Oh, that's funny. Yeah, don't take it personally. It's something to do with EU. He doesn't really like talking to people from there. <laughs> it's not, uh, it's e it's either an EU thing or a Ranger thing. We haven't figured it out yet, but either way, it's not personal. Like that. He knows he's the better bow class. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Do you, do you guys have a grab attached to your arrows? I don't think so. Sure, dude. Uh, so <laughs> Anfield, how have you been since the last time you were on? Man, there's been a lot of Ranger changes, a lot of game changes. Um. I guess overall, how are you? Uh, how are you doing? All right. I um, I think if we if we exclude balance, whether good or bad, whatever your opinion is, mm -hmm. I think overall they've been doing a lot better. PA that is, um, except for this actual last uh, patch we had, I felt that every global lab was like really exciting to look forward to. It's like, oh, what they're going to add or change this week, and in general, I think overall it's been really positive. So, yeah, I'm in a pretty good place in terms of how i feel about the game all right and uh how is uh the overall state of ranger since we last spoke i believe ranger was basically bad at everything this was before you were on before successions right or was succession no no, no. Yeah. Was, was it after succession. no it's not bad oh, no. at everything when i was on oh, okay i think it was like right after successions wasn't it? it was like a couple weeks or something it was right after uh, the nerfs wasn't it 
Was it? Yes. I, yes. Yeah, so you it just was... and got a big nerf when right. you had me on. <sighs> Were those nerfs justified? <laughs> Looking um, back. I I think if we look at some of the classes, I like to be honest with you, I thought yes, um, but only under the justification that other classes aren't doing what they're doing right now. You know, like I thought the awakenings got so superseded by most classes succession and even warrior like has only just become better with awakening now than it was with succession, but originally their succession was also super busted. So I think the issue with the nerfs ranger, although I actually supported nerfs because I thought successions were too powerful. They've since, double down on how strong they are and we have like succession which <laughs> is you know really good at grinding we all i think many of us know succession striker is uh pulling absurd numbers um uh, succession falc i mean there's so many classes that are just doing absurd things that pre-nerf ranger was not doing so in that sense it kind of feels a little bit harsh was pre so, was pre-nerf ranger not getting 6k trash power at sakraya with 272 kudum it was not. <laughs> um, in fact, we, we lost trash in Sakurai, but not that much because the main damage we had was really associated with Star Zen because the big nuke skill, um, Prime Ultimate Blasting Gust, had a down attack. It did have extra hits too, they removed those. But um, the big thing was a down attack. It doesn't do down attack damage. So obviously when you crystal hit a crystal pack, you don't get that. So uh, that, was, that was where we really got slowed. But um, Sakurai, we did slow down a bit because again, hits were taken away, but it wasn't a significant uh, trash hit. But yeah, um, I mean, obviously you guys know, I mean, Suck Striker is something else. And there's a couple other classes that are competing too. And in that sense, it it because like I said, I mean, I was actually in support of Nurse because I just think successions were so absurd. Um, power creeping, awakenings. And awakenings are more effort. And that, that sort of is, is weird to me. Like you put more effort into grinding awakening for most classes, certainly Ranger you do. And then you're less rewarded, so yeah. Um, what's your general philosophy on on the power creep? Like, would you prefer striker get nerfed down to maybe let's just say where if we use suck rangers grind speed as like a base point, would you prefer suck striker get nerfed down or all of the classes get brought to where striker is? Ooh, it's a it's a difficult question. I don't typically like classes being nerfed too badly if it's avoidable, because uh, I think generally the community reacts better if classes that are weaker are buffed rather than the other way around. Uh, I think in this case, though, there are a couple classes that could be brought down a notch. Um, specifically, they're not only just grinding incredibly fast, but they're also grinding incredibly easily. No effort, you know what I mean? So, yeah, Suck Striker, I mean, as you already pointed out, the absurdity of the numbers... It, that and maybe a couple other classes could maybe be toned down uh, because the issue is it's not just oh you know nerf succession striker and that's it right um it's also like how do you balance so many different variants because it's not just the classes we have which we have like what 19 18 i don't remember we have a lot um no, suck hash 20 right isn't hash i think it, i think it's 20 now with hash i think yeah so and suck hash is insane of grinding. The issue is is that you have twenty classes and then you effectively have forty because you have the successions on top of those. So yeah, it's really hard. They've kind of like made made their lives really difficult with this. So I don't really know what measurements they go when they decide to buff, nerf, whatever uh, classes. So yeah, it's a hard one because I I would probably be in favor of nerfs only because of how far ahead. If it was maybe like a couple hundred trash, that's something else. Um, 
But for example, that suck strike you mentioned, I saw the video. He did like almost 6,000 with 272 AP Kudum. Uh, with 279 AP with Kudum, my suck ranger can do 4,400 in Sakaya. So, yeah, that's a little, <laughs> it's a little different. A little bit of a gap. So, yeah, um, I think in this case there might have to be nerfs, although generally my philosophy on it would be favoring uh, buffs, but in this yeah. case I think it's necessary. I think that's... So, Go ahead. I was just going to say, so Hash, I just counted, so Hash is the 20th class in the game, but in fairness to BA, one of those classes is Shy and one of those is Archer. So really it's only 38 classes. I mean, come on. Archer doesn't Fair count, huh? I mean, well, you, no, they don't know, have succession. Archer doesn't oh. have succession, oh, right? See, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, um, I, I do, I agree, kind of, with what you're saying, Anfield, especially with the the overall positivity, because I feel like the last four to six weeks has been kind of weird seeing the feedback being generally positive, and it's like a lot of it for stuff that we already knew was coming, like Odalita. But I do feel like it's every patch is bringing classes up rather than putting classes down and there's something just when you play this game uh, prior to the tag system which we'll talk about that's coming you like dedicate all your time and effort and energy into one class so when you get nerfed it's like kind of gut-wrenching it feels shitty you know so I definitely agree and i feel bad for striker to say that they probably need a nerf because striker needed buffs so desperately in pve for so long when it was just awakening and now they've got like the literal best end of anything, um, but it's so absurd. Well, if they just brought their succession down to where their awakening is now, because their awakening now is really, really efficient in yeah, underwater and, and stars end. So, um, yeah, I was hoping Kuno, and I, I don't know, I haven't found any any evidence that it's better than what I think it is. But I was hoping, hoping in this last buff, because this time they actually did damage changes plus. Uh, skill speed improvements for PvE on Awakening. I was like, all right, maybe we'll be where Awakened Striker is, but uh, yeah, no, not quite. Um, well, I mean, everyone knows Kuna needs to be nerfed. Basically, Succession Wizard. So it's true. So <laughs> since the last time you were on, Awakening Ranger got some cooldown reductions. They got a couple of protections. Well, I'm putting protections in air quotes for like blasting gusts. Um, a couple quality of life fixes with you can now use like Wailing Wind on the hotbar. You can now instant swap to Blasting Gust or to Pre Awaken with Blasting Gust um, and PVE damage increases. Uh, how's Awakening Ranger overall feel these days? Uh, kind of the same. Awakening Ranger is the one that's in the stickiest situation. I would say that it just kind of lacks an identity. I'm not really sure what it's supposed to do. Uh, for example, the bow pressure is so weak now. Uh, originally, when absolute skills were released, the bow pressure from Ranger was really good. Um, but that was when everyone was running around at 10 armors, and we were all pushing 261, 265, 269 Nuver, and that shreds against 10 armor. Um, now, though, you really need the prime skills from Succession to feel anything. So the range damage isn't really there. Uh, obviously, you'd always want to be Succession for that. It's way better. Um, and as for like a 1v1 assassin class, at a high level, um, certainly higher than I can play, Ranger is is still good at 1v1, but um, it's, it kind of feels like Awakening Tamer. Like, 
yes, they are good 1v1ers, but are they ever really going to be a better choice than some others, such as Ninja, well, Kuno, I suppose, and Sork, and even Awakened Warrior, because jeez, I don't know how they got six weeks worth of buff. Um, so there's classes that do that as their role way better, and it kind of feels like, well, what... I don't know where I, I would put Awakened Ranger. Like, what is it really... It's still a good skirmishy class at very low numbers, and the 1v1 is good if you really know what you're doing. But again, it's like, well, am I really doing better than I would be if I was just rolling a ninja around or a sork? So I kind of feel bad for it. Um, the buffs it got were good quality of life stuff. Um, although, again, it's everything is like in perspective in the sense that every class has since been buffed. Even even the meta class has received buffs for some reason. So, yeah, it's, I don't know. It feels weird um, for that class. I mean, Succession is great. Succession, well, in large-scale PvP, it's absolutely amazing. It doesn't need any changes. It It's very vulnerable, but it does a lot of damage as long as your raid is good and your position is good. It's so good at high AP. But it's awakening that I kind of feel like where would it fit kind of thing, I guess. Yeah. Um, what about in PvE? It, it did improve, yeah. Um, Are you able to get actually, more trash with awakening than suck now? Yeah, um, I think I think actually it comes down to AP. I think if you do actually have really good Kudum AP, like high 280s, I think Succession might overtake. It's certainly way more chill. I mean, Awakening just kills your wrists after an hour or two. But um, I do more trash in Star's End, and I, I spec Awakening always when I grind Star's End because it is faster, I feel. And also, if I have to duel for a spot, then it's more practical in that sense too than Succession is. But um, the big change I thought was going to be big was the Waltz of Wind um, not doing or not having damage reduction on cooldown. Mm -hmm. I thought that was going to be huge, but it's actually not huge because uh, I kind of like I guess I had like glory images in my head of like when uh, Will the Wind could do that um, before they nerfed that really badly, and I was like, oh, maybe it's going to be like that, but it, yeah. that wasn't. Rushing Wind's really nice, that's good damage. Um, and the lower cooldown of regeneration and tremble does help. They're not particularly powerful hitting skills, but you can put the monster damage add-ons in those, the big ones, the 30 plus 30, so that helps a lot maintaining that. So The flow to uh, Willing Wind feels good, too, at least in PvP. Tempest. Yeah. That? Yeah. Yeah, Wailing Wind into Tempest is nice, um, especially on knockdown mobs in Star's End. Um, a question I get asked a lot is... Well, because I, I play Kuno, so people will come in when I'm streaming and say like, "Hey, is uh, is Kuno hard to play if I'm a new player, or is is whatever class they're interested in Ninja hard to play?" I hear it's like really mechanically difficult, and my friends and I debate all the time like what the most challenging classes are to play at like the highest level. And for me, I've always come down because I always hear Sork, I always hear Ninja. I think Kuno's kit is a little bit more simple, so it doesn't quite. Um, have the same complexity like mechanically speaking i've always said that ranger in my opinion is the hardest class to play in pvp mechanically especially 1v1 specifically awaken ranger um what what do you think is is the most difficult mechanically and or what what are like your top two or three yeah that's that's really interesting um because i do get the same sort of questions and it's hard to answer specifically because it depends on where you value the most difficulty because I would say that the kits are more expansive for Ninja and Sork in terms of how many animation cancels you can do and different things like that. There's more intricacies. But on the other hand of that, if 
you're looking at Awaken Ranger, it's a very slow class. Ranger doesn't escape from anybody, um, except maybe a shy. I don't know. Well, even they have range CC. Um, so it, it's, I suppose it's how much you value the the fact that, yes, Ninja Kun, Ninja Sork have like incredible amounts of like animation cancels and little intricacies, but they're also so protected. They're, I mean, the case of Ninja, very fast, and they have very quick CCs and the damage burst, especially on Suck Sork. Uh, Awakened Sork, not so much, I guess, unless Grim Reaper, but uh, in general, um, the damage is really high, the CCs, the animation cancels, everything, the protection is so good that as long as you get over that initial hump of the learning curve, is it then that difficult comparatively to a class where you have to make a mountain out of a molehill to make the class work? Um, there are many, I guess you could say, animation cancels that are complicated and require a lot of APM with the bow specifically. But yeah, I, I, that really, I think that comes down to the person. I think it was what you value. Um, and I could appreciate both sides of this. So, yeah, because there's there's also another part of 1v1s that doesn't get talked about a lot, which is, like, the strategy of it, right? That's, like, whenever you fight, like, an awakened, like, wizard or witch that actually claps in 1v1s, you, like, respect the fuck out of them because of how much, like, they have to think about the shit they're doing, right? Because, like, that is not a class that is good at 1v1s, you know what I'm saying? You're talking pre-succession. So, like, I'm talking oh, awakening. awakening. Awakening, okay, okay. Yeah, Awakening yeah. Witch and Wizard, yeah. Like, right. that is not a class that is good at 1v1s, and so when those people are, like, able to clap in 1v1s on those classes, you're like, holy shit. So, like, honestly, to me, like, you're talking, like, mechanically difficult. I know, like, mechanically it wouldn't be that, but if we're talking just, like, difficult in general, uh, especially for 1v1s, like, that's up there because of just what you have to think about when you're 1v1ing on those classes if you're actually trying to win, right? The difficult aspects of 1v1ing on a ranger is there's no, it's kill or be killed. There's no reset. You can't get away realistically yeah. from classes in this game. They have range CCs and they move so fast now, most classes. So, um, and because we have like lingering su sitting super armors, which is the last thing you want with the amount of damage being thrown at the moment, is to sit in an animation that doesn't move you much, do damage to your opponent, slow or anything like that. You know, you sit in Breezy Blade and Rushing Wind and you're like, oh shit. Um, so in that sense, yes, it, it, there's a there's a high, higher level of difficulty. That it's like su Succession Ranger is generally incredibly easy to play um, comparatively to the Awakening, but there is still the same. It, it was like when I played Awakening in Siege when I was an enemy, because obviously no Succession then. So that was all positioning, and it's the same with Succession. Positioning is so important. At least when I had Awakening, though, if I did get a sketchy situation where someone peeled to come get me, I could quickly swap to Awakening, try and buy myself some time. Succession is really hard to get away from someone. If they want to kill you, they're going to kill you. You really need your allies. So it's all about like that positional knowledge. Where can I sit myself and, and keep an eye out all around you all the time? Because you will get yeah. killed. There. So. But yeah, that's it's an the thing, right? Is when people talk about like how difficult a class is to like learn, especially when referring to 1v1s, because that's like when you need the highest proficiency, right? Like anyone can just cast abilities in a fucking large scale fight, right? Uh, when you're talking about like high proficiency in 1v1s, like there's so many aspects to it that you have to take into consideration. You know what I'm saying? It's like it's not just anti cancels, right? It's like, oh, well, we have a lot of anti cancels, so like it's really hard. It's like, yeah, but your kit's also really fucking loaded and really fucking protected. So, like, yeah, I understand there's a lot of anti-cancels, and those are difficult to pull off. But, with that being said, like, y you're given everything in the world, 
you know, other than anti cancels to make it really easy, you know? Yeah. Like, you're talking about being able to disengage. Like, Zerker can disengage and reset a fight really easy, especially if you don't have a grab, right? Because you can just rocket jump away if you're awakened, rocket jump away, and then pop a heal real quick. You basically can reset a fight really easily, honestly. Uh, but, you know, we have to mouse movement. That's like our gimmick. If you're a berserker, you have to mouse See, movement literally fucking everything. And, like, like, that's the hard part of that. You have to learn how to do that. But once you learn how to do it, it's really not that hard. Well, that's the other thing, too. For me, with, with the cancels on Sork and Ninjas, they're just, they're not really that complicated. They're actually, like, relatively intuitive. I mean, you cancel anything by using your movement ability for the most part, you know? Like, turn backslash is the only one on Sork that maybe takes a little bit of practice, but the other cancels are not... They're not very difficult. I, I feel like kick cancel is awful. <laughs> I hate kick cancel. It feels so uncomfortable coming from other class. Trying to learn kick cancel on rangers a weird feels weird. Or yeah, mouse well, movement on Zerk. I guess I guess uh yeah, I mean that's what I meant. Like with the bow uh, there actually is some intricacy there with the, the pre awakening. You have a sharp feather, which is what you're talking about with kick cancel, and then how to chain that, and then you have Tearing Arrow, which you can interpenetrate when you can animation cancel that. That's really fast APM. Will the Wind, Shift Q, L and B cancel. Takes a while for some people to learn, things like that. Um, but it's like you say, like for me, I, I can see why ninjas and sorks would be like, oh, look how difficult our class is. I get that. Um, <laughs> but it, when I see like ninjas and sorks jump into a middle of like eight people, I'm just like, I could never do that. Um, it doesn't matter how good I get in my class. I just don't have the kit for it. So mm -hmm. it, there's there's always that too for me. So you see a Sork dive into a group of like five to ten people. They're just iframing around. No one can CC them or even get a slow on them. They pop like one like point two second animation CC that CCs three people run off and then like throw a dream of doom to CC two more. And then they're still iframing around. You're just like. Dude, how is this class hard? Like, this is really stupid. This is really, really stupid. <laughs> um, how is the the fun level of Ranger in Awakening with the changes? Like, in 1v1 PvE, like, is it with the cooldown reductions and, I don't know, the quality of life stuff, like, it, is it making the class more fun to play? Like, do you recommend it to newer players, like, more so now than you would have maybe five months ago? I don't know that I would necessarily recommend newer players into Awaken Ranger. Succession, probably. But Awakening is... Um, and it seems to be general consensus of the Rangers I know, and even you guys know, like Swift and Vyalok and that, is that Awaken Ranger is so much of a passion class, still, um, that it, it's hard to say, go play Awaken Ranger. Because I, I really want, I want new players to enjoy the class, because it is fun, and I enjoy it. Um, but I also don't want them to be feel like they're not getting, I guess, rewarded for playing the class like they might some other classes. Although I also try not to recommend go play Succession Wizard or something like that. You know, <laughs> I just I just give them the generic yo play what's fun. You can try out classes with trials and stuff. But yeah, but Actually, what if Succession Wizard is fun? It's like playing, do you know when you were a kid and like you got really frustrated and they used to give you cheat codes and then you put the cheat codes in and then you go bash people for a while. <laughs> it must get boring eventually, right? You know, like, <laughs> it's yeah. Grand Theft Auto with like all the guns and unlimited ammo and god mode on. That's so Yeah, cool. exactly. 
It is fun for a bit, but after a while, you're just like, all right. Um, I have a funny anecdote about Swift. There was one time, I, I actually don't really know Swift personally. He's friends with friends that I have, but I don't know him too well. But I was in, I was in Discord one time. This was during, I don't, I can't remember if it was BSL or something, but it was a 1v1 tournament that was happening in, in North America. And the brackets had just gotten released. And we were like looking at the brackets and Swift was in the Discord talking to, to a friend of mine. And he goes, oh shit, I'm against McHands first. And we were like looking at the bracket, found his name, and it's like, no, your your first round is against someone else. And then he was like, oh, well, yeah, but that's like a free win. And then I'm against McCann's the next round. And he lost in that first round against that nobody. It was so funny. Because <laughs> he just like completely ignored that that person existed. It was, it was fucking hilarious. I don't know why. Just random anecdote. If you know Swift, uh, you can make fun of him for that. Swift is actually an excellent ranger. Well, probably one of the best mechanical rangers still playing the class. Um, um, yeah. Are there any other good rangers on EU? Um, yeah, there's a couple. Um, but it's not really... It's weird. You know, I know so many NA rangers. Mm -hmm. But I, you know, I know some. Like, um, Fairy's been a longtime friend of mine. She's very good. Um... Attack is good, defend is good, which is really funny to say back to back. High <laughs> um, uh, is good, Sequenu is good. Uh, there's a couple good ones, yeah. Um, certainly, like certainly a couple that are definitely way better than me. I'm just a casual, but um, it's weird that I know so many NA Rangers that are that are just excellent players that I have so much respect for, but I don't know as many on EU, which is obviously weird because I play EU. I think it's not it's not as popular as NA is better, so <laughs> no, we just have like long time like I feel like Flannels and Time Bomb and Rylock have just been Ranger forever. That now it's like they're like so proficient at their class, but like you never really see new Rangers pop up. I don't know. Um Reza and I were talking about this before we got started, but I'm gonna I'm gonna set this up like this. Uh when Succession Lawn got buffed after its initial launch, it was like immediately apparent that it was too strong and it got nerfed. Um, Succession Ninja, when it came out, it had what? It, it got 20% damage reduction nerfs twice. So prior to that, it did basically 40% more damage in PvP on like four of its skills. Bladespin had a 25% base accuracy modifier on it. It got nerfed pretty quickly. Alert Stance. Uh, distance got nerfed. Uh, Succession Kuno, Tenon Cutter was nerfed within a few weeks. The initial Tenon Cutter where you could teleport at any, any time. They changed Dance Macabre. They nerfed the ult multiple times. Um, Succession Wizard has been really powerful and very apparently powerful for a very, very long time. And I feel like it is in the history of the game, maybe Mystic is the only one close. That is the most complained about class that I can remember. Um, why has Wizard not been touched, in your opinion, Anfield? Um, yeah, I mean, you could even throw Suck Sork in there. That got damage nerfs, too. Um, I, I don't know. At this point, I feel like Jay must play Wizard. <laughs> Jay is a Wizard. <laughs> dude, that's what I said. I said, dude, I, I feel like the investors play Suck Wizard or something. Like, this is insane. Why is it not being nerfed? I, I genuinely don't know. Um, 
I, I sometimes I scratch my head and think it, even the majority of people I know, there used to be people like years ago I knew that kind of defended PA. And now people don't even defend PA. Even the wizards and witches themselves don't defend the PA mechanic as it stands and works in the game. And they will never change it. They still haven't changed it. Um, but it's been complained about for many, many years. Wizard and Witch has always been in a very, very good state. You could argue that the 1v1s weren't great for a while. Sure, okay. But, you know, um, I, I don't know. I <laughs> I don't know. That it's just a hero class. It's just, well, I mean, you have a class. We, we even have a support class that exists in the game. And yet it has worse heals. And you could argue with PA being in there as well as speed spell, that it does actually have technically worse support skills in general. Why it has worse heals, I'll never be able to tell anybody. Um, and, they, and then they throw in all that damage, um, the slows, the AoE CC, why Meteor is protected, I'll never know, with the range it has and the massive CC range. I, yeah. Um, I, don't, I don't know. I genuinely, I genuinely don't know um, how they've escaped what I would call justice. <laughs> Like you were saying about the PA and how, how even wizard, wizards and witches don't think that PA should be working as it should. It's, it's kind of, uh, it's funny because when, when Ninja was getting nerfed, every Ninja is like, we're dead, this isn't fair, this isn't the nerfs that we needed, they shouldn't have done this. When Sork got nerfed, same thing, like this is too much, we're going to be useless, swap to Awakening. When Kuno got nerfed, it's like, why, this is all we have is this, and blah, 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 blah. And, and now it's like... Wizard is you bring up nerfs and every every wizard is like, yeah, it's probably good nerfs, and like even the wizards are just like, yeah, no, we definitely should get some nerfs, and it's just like, not going to happen. It other games like BDO doesn't have a trinity, but for somehow some way, wizard has become the trinity of BDO. It's like the support, the tank, the frontline, and also arguably like the second best range damage class maybe to suck ranger except the fact that it can actually defend itself if it gets closed in on it's kind of insane wizard is insane yeah it's it's it is a bizarre thing really um and it's universal too there's, there's people that would argue day and night with you in some classes you might think oh isn't that obvious that that's kind of op um but i it, it's hard to find people that would say oh, i think that's fine <laughs> <laughs> so it, it, it is weird um and and as well Heaton did an interview with a korean friend that i've known for a while they used to play ranger um and he says no 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 the koreans think because people say that all the time oh korea has a different meta that's why yeah. well that's not true either so it's not, it's not true we don't know i hate that line so much like oh koreans don't understand how powerful pa is so there's not a lot of wizards which is just literally just a lie <laughs> it's just completely wrong um so Mystic for a while felt pretty game breaking when it when it first came out um, in two separate phases of the game initially because of the magic DP and it basically could jump into a ball of 20 people and would be gaining HP not losing and then the CC changes happened they nerfed the magic DR a few times they removed some of the evasion and then it became a meta class a second time a year year and a half later because it was the most efficient class to grind in history for a while. Um, but neither of those things, I feel like, had the impact on the overall game as much as Suck Wizard. Do you feel like... Um, like, Suck Wizard 
makes people not want to go into RBF. It makes people want to stop going to Node Wars. Makes people want to stop participating in in Siege. Um, is, is that the same sentiment in EU? And do you agree with kind of that sentiment? I mean, I think even when Mystic was at its strongest point before the CC changes, um, I always felt like I could beat Mystic because at that time, it's important to remember that other classes were far stronger. If Nayashi was here, he would tell you how strong Mewo was before the CC reworks, I'm sure. Um, I felt at that point Ranger was in a really good state because we just got an absolute skills. So Mystic didn't bother me as much. I knew it was overpowered the same way I knew Lingering Super Armor was kind of fucked up too. Um, so I... I you know, Mystic at that time, yes, it was it was obviously very, very strong, um, but I don't think it even comes close to... For example, right now, um, my guild that I run, we just a casual guild, and we do Node Wars. We were doing Tier 1, and then they made these changes, and they removed the hard bracket we liked. But even, even without PA, Wizard and Witch is so huge because their heal is so good. And their CC output and their damage is still so good. And the slow, everything is so good about the class, even without PA, that they're so important to have in your raid. And then we tried uh, tier two uh, recently. And some guilds have so many, the PA rotations just never end. Um, and in, in PA itself, as, as an individual ability, makes me not want to go to Node Wars because it's so frustrating um as a mechanic so yeah i feel like uh, i know other people do feel this way as well and i know that there's siege guilds that feel the same way and stuff but um they just I, I don't think there is another class that kind of oppresses you as much as the casters do um you know i think of like there's th there's there's classes that have strong things in their kit like you know the zerker q buff it's very oppressive and we've actually struggled not having any zerkers in my guild and so we don't have that kind of like either the 200 percent from succession or the the q buff which is still a huge engagement tool and things like that um we don't have that uh although actually we did have some just reroll to a zerker i was very excited after a tier 10 payout anyway <laughs> um <laughs> but th that 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 doesn't even come close um, you know, none of the alt bombing things even come close to what I feel about you know with the casters. So, yeah, yeah it's uh, oof. Well, luckily they did a, a little research and and found that the kill death ratio was mostly attributed oh to Black Spear rage abilities. So they nerfed that a little bit. <laughs> remember that line? I, 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 I was so frustrated. <laughs> Reading that was so tilting. I was just like, wait, 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 wait. You've determined Wizard and Witch is too strong because of the 200%. Oh my god. Yeah. Um, so we're about to get this tagging system. And the tagging system, I think, <clears throat> has a lot of really cool exciting things about it but one of the things that i mean is joked about in probably every guild discord every discord is like well now we're not going to be useless to our guild we can tag a succession wizard for node war so my question to you is if if every guild has a majority of their players tagging succession wizard for node war do you think at that point maybe that would be the tipping point for pa to be like maybe something's up uh, yeah, I mean, you'd think, right? But there's so many points in the past where I felt like, aha, now, now <laughs> they're going to realize. Um, in fact, actually, it's funny, a guild recently disbanded, a kind of like prevalent tier one guild um, disbanded on EU. 
And they gave the guild to Horsey. I don't know if you know him. Mm-hmm. An EU streamer, right? Plays wizard. Um, he is now recruiting only wizards and witches into the guild. It's a full wizard and witch guild that he he's using it for. So that's going to be real interesting. Um, so yeah. Uh, <laughs> I mean, maybe. Yeah, maybe that they'll notice uh, at that point, and, and and perhaps also notice what what people are maining. Um, and then what they're playing in PVE, I think that could also be interesting as a potential statistic that they might look at. Potentially, but yeah. I don't know. It, who knows? Ba- if all they're looking at is skills and node wars, then I don't- yeah, basically it's going to be like, all right, everyone that participates in node war and siege tagged a wizard, and everyone who doesn't but takes grinding very seriously tagged a striker. Hmm. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of. I don't know, man. How, how do you feel about the tagging system overall, since we're on the topic? Uh, do you think it's a good thing, a bad thing? What are your thoughts on that? I think it's good. I think it makes the game more alt-friendly. A lot of people I know are like, oh, I like this class. I have people that are literally going back and forth between classes every day. It's insane uh, what they want to play. Um, and I think it will help alleviate that. Uh, I think other MMOs are a little bit more alt-friendly because of how difficult the gear grind is. And, and how much of a shotgun move it is to just be like, all right, I'm swapping my stuff now because you can't just go buy them in the Pearl Store anymore to swap them back. You know, you have to potentially do the seasons or whatever. I don't know how else they're going to do them. But yeah, um, I think overall it's good for people that want to swap. Um, I do think we're going to see a bigger rise in people that have PVE alts for that kind of thing. Hmm. Um, I would consider it myself. I have a Guardian that's pretty well set up. Um so I could like swap to that instead of my ranger um, because I want to grind, for example, Turos and Ash Forest even. I don't know if this will work for Ash Forest, but uh, Turos spot has, in Odalisa, has a lot of CCs. And ranger does not have the kind of protection on the damage output. So I'm just going to be like, I have to stack a lot of resistance or, you know. Uh, but Guardian, I can just sit in super armor all day. So that's not really a problem. So that's like something I would consider as well. Um, I do like to level my ranger, but realistically i don't need to it's just like a vanity thing i suppose so um yeah that's that's it for me i guess on that so you're gonna be tagging a guardian huh you're gonna give your hands a break maybe maybe, yeah just 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 put like a a weight down on shift and Uh then just press buttons every now (laughs) just press q and f occasionally yeah Yeah, pretty much that's all you have to do reslar i assume you're tagging a zerker no yeah yeah almost definitely Dude, this change. I mean, the yeah. only class that I feel like I really struggle with, uh, like fighting against, is Succession Wizard and Guardian, which, uh, yeah, I can clap both of those fairly easily on Zerker, so just kind of makes sense. This change is a, a blessing and a curse for me because, on one hand, I'm really excited that I can finally play two classes and just have all of my gear over there, not have to use a reroll coupon, not have to um, like sell my weapons and hope to God I'm able to buy other weapons for a relatively decent price and get taxed on it and re-put my Kaffir stones. Like none of the difficult reroll things. However, because I'm so addicted to rerolling and like trying different classes out, I'm going to lose so much money with this system. Like this system is a huge silver sink, I feel like. Like it's like a uh, like a sleeper good silver sink because I'm probably gonna spend even though it's like what 2.4 bill or for me for my weapons because I have full pen with like C7 C9 C7 or something it's gonna cost me like 2.5 or 2.6 bill 
to roll, and I'm probably going to do that like five times over the course of six months. I'm just going to be losing money. It's like expensive for the first swap. Like, was it like three billion something or one point? I can't remember what someone, someone did the math of like averagely what the average would be for pretty good gear. It's in the billions, right? So yeah, so it's yeah, um, I think it was like three billion or something. It's three percent of your of the median market value of your full set of weapons, and uh, forty three. They decided to just put a hard number on the Kaffir stones. Forty three thousand silver per Kaffir stone, which is less than three percent of their market value. Um, so it ends up being like relative. Like if you have low gear, it's actually insanely cheap. Like. If you have a full set of Tet weapons that are C4, it's only like 500 mil to copy your shit over. And the cool thing is that it copies everything, right? It copies your crystals, your armor, your Vel's heart, your accessories, uh, everything. And you can play them interchangeably, which is, I don't know, kind of cool. I, I always thought it was dumb that this game has like 20 really awesome classes and I'm, I'm mostly stuck playing one all the time. So I'm excited about that. Uh, but the, the node wars are, are going to be rough for a little while. I can, <laughs> can imagine. I don't like in, T, in T1s, what is it still recommended? You just go wizard. Like if, if your whole yeah. guild was like, Hey, Anfield, what should we do to most efficiently help our guild in T1s? What, what would you recommend everyone go wizard? Right. Or, um, it would be like a mix. You would still need like. Guardians, Zerkers, and then the rest would be Wizard Witch, yeah. Um, Wizard Witch, like I said, they just do huge amounts of damage at tier 1. They have, obviously, the great support skills, even if they don't use PA. The heals are so incredible, especially on the tankier nodes, because some of the nodes, um, you're way tankier because of how the brackets work. So having those heals on those nodes is so huge. Um, Zerker is still really nice, 200% still wrecks people even on uncapped. Or uncapped. Uh, Q-Buff is still really good as an engagement tool, and um, Guardians still have that good wide AoE spread, plus they're tonky, so there's something for the wizard. Wow. <laughs> Sorry, Dad's watching football. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so what, ha what happened with, uh, with T1 Node Wars? Why, why are you, are you still doing T2s, or did you go back to T1s? <clears throat> what was it about losing hard difficulty that, that made T1s not as fun? Well, Tier 1 hard, the original aspect of it, felt really good. It was the one that was like less gimmicky in terms of what you could like sort of cheese the bracket, I, I guess. Um, it just felt good. It was that right amount of damage versus tankiness. Um, obviously, I was in support of the changes to limit the DR bracket. I mean, I benefited from that, but I, I thought that, you know, because I have a lot of guildmates that aren't quite so geared, so I was definitely in favor of them capping that. I thought that was great. I'm not sure about this HP change. That's so weird to me why they did that. Like, the, you lose HP over time. It, very unusual. I don't know why they make these different PvP rules all the time. They're obsessed with it, but um, yeah, I guess, like, I haven't actually tried it, to be fair. I've heard differing things from different people that I know do Tier 1, um, but I thought it was like, well... Let's just try tier two for a bit, see what it's like. I mean, you still have the issue where sometimes you face guilds that are so omega geared. Um, and they do have the most meta comps and stuff like that. But it was just something we wanted to try out. So we're still trying tier two at the moment. Yeah. Fights are RNG though. My my thing with tier two is like what one of the thing the original set of notes I was actually excited for because one, 
the people that love tier one hards could still do it on tier twos. And two, it would limit the nodes so much for tier three and tier four that there would be just way more fights. And if there's way more fights and way more players on each node, you could zerg off the siege guilds, you know? Um, and then they kind of turn that around. Now we still have all of our tier two nodes and tier one kind of got the short end of the stick. <laughs> but my thing with tier twos is while it sucks, there's a bunch of things that suck. Sticks sucks. You place, you're excited to fight. There's two enemy forts. You get there. Neither of them are actual guilds. Um, fighting a siege guild. You get there. Your guild is tier two average gear score. I don't know, 590 to 620 and you're against Cho Nation and you just get stomped also sucks. Uh, or getting zerged off the node. But when you fight, I, I feel like this is me personally. There's, it is so much fun to fight against another guild that is relatively equal strength and you guys actually have a good fight. Um, even with as annoying as PAs can be, but generally like every guild I've been in, we usually have like 10%, 12% of our, our guild is casters. So if we're against another guild, that's a similar ratio. It's, it's super fun, but, um, but there's just, it's RNG, like you said. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, it, we kind of just live for the fights that are the good ones and then just kind of stomach the ones that are really bad for whatever reason. I mean, EU still has some super mecha gear, geared guilds like uh, Corruption, Devour, War, Poopal, although they actually, I think they disbanded. Um, in general, there's a lot of these kind of guilds because uh, we have less of those mega siege guilds that you have. Um, our siege guilds actually do usually place on large nodes, um, like the hundred men, seventy men, stuff like that. That's nice of them. Yeah, but unfortunately, we still have mega geared, right. lower uh, thirty man guilds, and they place on tier two, and they just absolutely decimate uh, anybody else. And I mean, we've even placed on nodes, uh, and I, I'll never understand this because it's so frustrating when we fight guilds that are super geared, but we sometimes face some guilds, and I'm just like. And not to be elitist, but like, why are you here? I mean, like, I'll do one descending current and I'll kill seven people, and I'll just be like, why are you guys? Because like, <laughs> it's hard fighting us. I couldn't imagine what it would be like fighting, you know, the the best guilds. I, yeah. Um, so yeah, it is. I don't like those fights either, because I don't. Which is why I don't really understand uh, some of these other guilds that are doing what they're doing. But um, it's not fun to. Sp really really wreck people uh and get a fast fight like that so yeah like you said if if you face a guild that is similar to you it's so much fun there's stakes it feels pressure that you know you everything feels much more alive you know there's things at stake you know it, it's not so fun to just like absolutely go and roll somebody or be rolled yeah. so you need like the um both guilds had to full rebuild like once or twice during the war is so much fun yes yeah <clears throat> um Rezar, you're in you're in T one still, right? How are you enjoying T ones? Yeah. T ones are fun, man. They're pretty fun. Um, you know, there's some nodes where there's fifteen forts. Those are pretty chaotic. And then uh, there's some that are just like five, and it's like pretty standard, just like gang up sort of thing. Um, I was gonna point out like whenever you were talking about the uh, the types of fights or whatever, right? You got like the Fighting against the 30-man siege guilds, uh, those aren't very fun. And then you got the you know, sticks, that's not very fun. The, the good news about T1s is uh, you don't have to deal with either of those. So those are, uh, those are pretty nice. 
you do have to occasionally deal with like that T1 guild that's like the mega tryhard T1 guild where everyone plays like well it used to be Guardian but I mean it's no longer Guardian since they added the uh the DR caps which is really nice. Um but yeah, you get the Omega like tryhard T1 guilds and those aren't like super fun to fight against cuz it's just like dude, like if you're going to sweat this hard, Jesus Christ. But T1s are fun, honestly. I really I really enjoy T1s. I enjoy not having I enjoy not losing node war because we have less witches and wizards. That's really what it comes down to. And it's like it's not like witches and wizards are useless in tier ones, but uh yeah, I don't know. Like if we tried to go to tier twos, like like as we are right now, right? We went to tier twos, we would lose against like siege guilds. We would have to deal with snipes, both of which we don't have to deal with T1 guilds. And we would just straight up lose fights against guilds similar strength to us because they're going to have more witches and wizards than us. Because we have like fucking two or three of them. So that means we just lose because we get out PA'd. So like, why the fuck would we go to T2s? Um... I mean, man, it's not, it's not even LPA. Like, we just recently, uh, the guild I was in before it died, recently we fought against Vertex, and it was a 40-man. And, like, strength-wise and average gear score-wise, I'm like, dude, this is going to be, this is going to be a really fun fight. And then, they had, like, 27 wizards. So, we just, you're, I play with skill effects on, and I cannot account for all the shit that's flying at me. I don't even know what it'd be like to fight against 27 wizards with skill effects off where you're just getting CC'd by invisible things constantly. It mm-hmm. seems like impossible. I don't, like not fun that's at what, all. That, and then, that's what RBF is like for me, dude. <laughs> and you know my gear. Like I, I'm 297 AP with Kudum and I'll have a giant drop, a perfume, I'll e-buff, z-buff, I'll dive in, like start comboing a wizard, get him down to like 10% and then a different wizard CCs me and full heals him. And I'm just like... Oh my god. <laughs> I don't know what yeah. to do. The other thing the other thing I was gonna mention about T ones, the only thing that I'm really like hating about T ones right now is this double HP cap. It's really stupid. Uh double I think HP the HP cap? did Yeah, the the HP cap and the HP reduction, essentially a hmm. double HP cap. Because essentially they did two changes. HP did need to be capped, right? Like that didn't need to happen because like Berserkers were really hard to kill because they were walking around with 7k HP on T1 Node Wars where no one can do damage, right? So it's like, that needed to happen. But don't cap maximum HP at 5,000 and then take away more HP every 30 minutes. Like, I don't know. That just seems like you're double dipping in the HP department. And it's just, I don't know. It, it really sucks, honestly. It's really, like, annoying for... Like, when I was playing Zerker, that's part of why I fucking rerolled back to Archer was because I was like, okay, so I'm losing 1.5k HP right out the gate because I have 6,500 HP, basically, like close to 7,000. So I'm losing 1.5k HP right out the gate as soon as the node war starts. Then every 30 minutes, you're taking away 500 more of my HP. Meanwhile, that fucking succession wizard over there with like 3,200 doesn't get touched until an hour and 20 minutes into the war. Hello? How does that make sense? Why is that fair? That does not make any sense whatsoever to me. It's just, like, so stupid. Yeah. Well, it's interesting hearing... So, Nihilus and Chad are saying that for him, it feels like the first, like, hour is not fun. The the 
first half hour and hour two is fun because it's like the sweet spot and then the last half hour everyone dies in two hits and it sucks again <laughs> so it goes from like mm. pillow fight to everyone dies uh relatively quickly and it's fun again to now everyone dies too quickly and it's not fun yeah i don't know i i think uh, I don't know. I, I don't really like the end of the Nodors. I don't like when everybody's dying super quickly. Not a big fan of that. Um, the whole point of T1s is that, you know, the gear's capped, you don't do a lot of damage, you don't take a lot of damage, so you have to either have, like, fucking perfect long-winded combos, or you have to, like, be around your teammates, actually use your brain, don't go, like, Oh, I can just go Rambo someone down with my 301 AP. Like, you actually have to play as a team. Mm -hmm. So, that's kind of part of what I like about T1s. And then that kind of gets taken away whenever you, uh, whenever you get towards the end of the Node War and people have, you know, 2500 HP. Yeah, hater, dude. Rambo and someone down. That's part, that's a, that's a roll, dude. Flex classes, dude. Never get any love. I mean, I'm just saying, like, I don't know. I there's nothing more frustrating to me as someone who's never been on the high end of gear than just straight up being gear checked by someone. It's like really annoying. Yeah. Um. It's like I get if you have high gear, you want to use it, right? So that's why you go to T2s or higher, right? But right. like that's what I like about T1s is I I don't have to worry about getting gear checked. Like if they killed me, it's either because I was fighting around another one of their teammates, aka I was out of position, or you know we were just diving the base or something, or because they executed a really fucking good combo, and you know I don't feel too bad about that, so. Anfield, what what is like the sweet spot? Like, do you feel like uh, T ones at the moment? Like, people feel too tanky in the early part, or is it, or is it the late part that bothers you more? I, I can't really comment because I actually haven't done it since they did the rework. So, like I said, tier one hard was my sweet spot. I liked just it just felt right um, in terms of how tanky you were versus how much damage you did. I felt like the earlier notes, easy and medium, some classes thrived far more than others. I had a lot of complaints from my guildmates saying their class felt really bad at the earlier tiers, which is annoying because tier one medium was like the most popular and tier one hard wasn't that popular, which annoyed me because it was the most fun for me. The other issue tier one hards, I guess is probably this, I don't think they've changed it. So it should be still like this, but tier one hard um, has the worst nodes Briefly, Tier 2 was going to become the new Tier 1 hard in terms of caps. And I was really excited because Tier 2 has a lot, like, so many really cool nodes. Um, but Tier 1, like, for example, one issue we have with Tier 1 hard is on Friday, there's three Tier 1 hards. They're all 55 men, and they're all dead because there's one guild that can bring that many numbers and they zerg you out, or you just get a snipe and no fight. So um, I was actually excited for that change. I know a lot of people that really like Tier 2 as it is were not. Um, I know some of the most geared guilds were really upset at that change because they don't want to do Tier 3 because there aren't enough Tier 3 30 men, I think. So, yeah, I can't comment on current state. I Obviously, when I read the patch notes, the thing that stood out to me and has been talked about, I think, in your chat as well as um, Res, but is the issue with the HB. I don't really understand that. Um, I understand capping HB. I don't understand the, the, the continuous reduction it seems a really unusual change so i think i think the going theory is that the reason they did that is because 
there were like 15 guilds on nodes and like there was a lot of nodes that weren't being taken because guilds there's just too many guilds that were hard turtling to stalemate you know that's like the going theory that i've been hearing from people i don't know if that's true i don't even know if i believe it but that's what a lot of people have said you know what they needed to do instead at the at the one hour and 40 minute mark add an an elder drake whoever gets it gets an execute what yeah, save the game, <laughs> I mean, it's basically what's combat. happening. What, Anfield? If you get enough kills, you can summon Garmouth, and she does like a strafing napalm run on the base. Yeah, dude. Nightless says too much League. Like some Call of Duty thing. Dude, like. I, League has, has definitely like made me start thinking about like, I, I wish there were side objectives in Node Wars that weren't just like run your ball into their ball. I really do. I wish there were other like side objectives that you can get that would give you advantages that were worth fighting for or splitting your ball up for. I, think that would I make definitely feel like that that could be something for Siege. Um, and I think that's one thing they did actually mention. They were like, oh, instead of nerfing some classes, it's better than others. We're going to make all classes feel better by doing more objective stuff in Siege. I'm paraphrasing. They said something like that, I think, uh, in the Q&A. So maybe we get something like that. I would like to see it. Um, I'm a bit weird. There's some things, uh, you know, class balance aside is a whole different thing. There are some things I don't like in Node Wars and Sieges, and um, one of those things is cannons. And I know some people can be like, what? I hate cannons so much. I, I think the whole idea of sitting in a cannon, try to put it in the most buggy position possible, <laughs> is bad. Um, I like elephants. I think elephants are cool, but I hate cannons. I hate when you're defending a castle and you're being cannoned by multiple guilds, there's nothing you can do about it because they spawn inside your base and just body throw and you can't repair because you get knocked down by cannons. I hate cannons. Um, the other thing I hate is, I don't, well, stun traps are good, but I think how long they stun you is really bad and that drives me nuts. Um, so there's a couple things I have gripes with, but I definitely think objectives could be really fun. Maybe they give you a buff if you claim something, you place a flag there and defend it. I think that's cool. A nice quality of life thing would actually be able to move your flag and remove it, though. I really hope they add that one day. Just remove <laughs> it, dude. Just let us remove the flag. Yeah, that would be cool. Wouldn't imagine, dude. They don't have. I don't think they have the technology for that, though. You guys are thinking way too far in the future. Um, I yeah, I I like cannons, but I definitely hate the part about them that they're like you hide them in a buggy place. I, I almost feel like every node war zone needs to have like maybe six to ten designated cannon spots that are like the only places you can place them and then that way a people know to go check those spots and if you really want to defend it you have to commit people to it and b like having like a whole guild has to climb up a ladder or something in like the one in uh is it balanos or whatever where it's like you literally have to climb up a ladder to get up there and you're just being killed as you climb the ladder it's so stupid yeah, here's how I kind of feel about it because I, I don't know if I got my point exactly across. Is I don't hate the idea of what a cannon is as an objective. I think that's good mm -hmm. as equipment. I think that someone has to get on it and, and get into the buggiest place. I, I don't like that. I think it would be really cool if you could just place cannons and they would just auto shoot. And the objective would be defend your cannons, play your class, not shoot a cannon. Like, yeah, it's, it's, like, it's like Savage Rift. You know, it's like, we have this great combat system, but don't you guys want to sit in flame towers and shoot matchlocks all day? Like, no, we don't want to do that. Um, so, 
you know, it'd be cool if you place the cannon and it would automatically shoot for you. Maybe there's some designated spots, very limited spots that could be placed in that aren't buggy and, and weird to get to. And then, you know, you could have a designated... Because it would improve the um, people that don't like fighting in blobs as classes that don't do that very well. So it would be great for them to be like, okay, well, we have to defend our automated cannons for a bit. Um, how you could even put like a little NPC that shoots for you, you know? Like, I don't know. But um, I guess that's how I feel about it. But <laughs> I like the idea of... Yeah, exactly. So that'd be funny. That'd be funny if they're not artisan too. They just they miss a lot of their shots. You got to put like a good worker on there. Yeah. Dude, the problem with the automated cannon is you probably would have this really dumb thing where like half the node wars you place the cannon and it's either not shooting or it's shooting the wrong way for no reason. Yeah, <laughs> just... that, that, that is the issue. Is literally like, can you trust PA to implement something? That is, <laughs> yeah. is really what it comes down to. Um. Okay. So, in the, uh, in the interest of buffing awakening skills, they've decided to add a system, which I heard on your stream, you claim you, you came up with, but you were against the idea because of the faults, which I'm sure you'll elaborate for us. But they're creating a system called uh, Bond Skills for Awakening, where you have six options. You can choose one of your awakening abilities, one of the six that are presented to you, to either add a CC if it doesn't already have one or add a protection if it doesn't already have one. So basically giving you one of six options to have a protected CC in your awakening kit. Um, so for you, Anfield, what are your thoughts overall on that system? What are the positives, the negatives? Do you like the system, dislike it? Well, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, that was mostly a meme. I, I did actually say some things very similar. I think it was over a year ago, but then I was like, wait, actually, hang on. I'm, I guess I'll not explain the flaws. My first issue with this is one, they're adding it for everyone. And the problem is there's some classes are going to benefit way more than others. And it feels like the strongest classes will benefit. Um, I, you know, God forbid what, I don't even know what skill guardian would take. Cause they all sound amazing. Like I do, ooh, do I, I know exactly. Do I want which one. On Insider? Do I want or shift R and B have protection on that? Or do I shift F? You know, like, um, so it's, <laughs> there's classes that are going to get some really cool shit out of this. And uh, in comparison, um, I can only speak for Ranger specifically. Uh, and our best one is probably Waltz of Wind. Um, not even that's not that great. Um, I like the idea of that they're thinking outside the box. I'll say that. I just think that I, the issue I mentioned already about the meta class is getting protected CCs they definitely don't need. But also, I think um, the, my other issue with it is is basically that you don't know, you know, if you if you spend a lot of time learning the other class, like, okay, I know what openings I have, what's CC, what's... And then they, they throw this in, which is like just an element of RNG you can't predict. I guess that's my problem with it. But they did mention something also about awakening Rabams, and I like the idea of that. Yeah. So you don't think Waltz is... I, I mean, I guess like in large scale, you're just going to die in it anyway. But uh, in 1v1s, I feel like the Waltz, Waltz is kind of cool because if you can kind of threaten people's frontal guards with that. No, because you can, yeah. Um, it, yes, because it's a knockback, but you can go through forward guard, and we do it already to try and risk it against like sorps and stuff like that. Because sometimes you get like a, a catch against them because they use a lot of forward guard. Um, but because it's unprotected and we don't CC on every hit, um, oftentimes we get caught instead. So um, yeah, uh, Waltz is the best one, simply in my opinion, and a couple others, I guess, it, simply because it, it's a movement skill. And obviously, we, what we lack as rangers in Awakening is mobility. So having a, a, a skill that pushes you forward, um, 
attacks and has CC and now is super armor is very good. Um, but in general, it's not going to overall massively change how the class performs. Whereas I feel like some of these others that I've heard... In fact, Tamers are telling me that one of theirs is super good, which I'm I'm pleased for for them because I think they need stuff. But uh, mm. for Ranger, it's not like going to blow anyone's minds, but it definitely is going to be cool. And now if it was like isolated, only a couple classes getting it, then it would be huge. Absolutely huge. But again, it's like anything else. You have to look in perspective of the general yeah. game direction. So... Um. Do you remember which one the Tamer ones? I, I feel like it has to be Legendary Beast Dance, right? I genuinely don't remember. It was uh, my friend Liquid. He's in a really From strong Moonlight. guild. Very, very, very good Tamer. Mm -hmm. And he told me, and I, I forgot. But it, I know one thing. I know it does a ton of damage. Because um, he can almost one-hit me with it. Um, yeah, someone actually mentioned just in your chat, and that was another good example, is Serpent. Um, they just buffed that skill. <laughs> <laughs> They buffed it, and now it's going to get the bond where they can put four. Yeah, like things like that. I'm just like, yeah, yeah, but why though? Um, so yeah. Anyway, uh, that was a good point, uh, Mr. J. Step. So uh, that's kind of how I feel about it. Um, but I will again reiterate that I, I like that they're kind of thinking outside the box and and being like, hmm, how can we like sort of make things more than just tweaking numbers? So. Right. Yeah, and I, I'm on board with you on the. I mean, I don't know. I, I think every class should have gotten it. I just think that they should have been a little bit like, um, shift, shift F on Guardian getting a float is absolutely insane because the cooldown on that shit is so low, and having like just a ranged float on a Guardian that they can use every seven or eight seconds is insane. That's super armor. That that one is like, I don't know. That one probably bothers me the most of of any of them, but. Um, I know I, I do like the idea of it being customizable. I don't also, I think they need to come up with some sort of solution that's people can be aware of what skill you're using. And there also needs to be a cooldown of some sort on swapping it. So you can't just swap it on the fly. But overall, I think it's kind of cool. I mean, I, to me, I've, I've just never understood why Awakening can't have any protected CCs. This whole, the spec is supposed to feel powerful and like, Every pre-awakening in succession has one. Is odd, but I don't know. Like when I always found it weird they ignore their own rules, right? They did the 2018 changes, which was supposed to remove protected CCs, except for like maybe one per class in the pre-awakening, and then uh, instead some classes ended up with them. And then successions came out, and then also the other thing that annoys me is CCs that have um, CC on multiple hits, which was another thing that was supposed to be removed that was supposed to move only one hit. And that was actually the thing that made resistances so powerful, was originally every hit on the skill, if it had a CC, would have a CC. Then they made it only the first hit. Um, but some abilities, um, for example, Suck Valk, we would know all about that, um, can CC on multiple hits. And that's something that really annoys me. So, yeah, I don't know. It, it, it feels like they make these arbitrary rules and then just don't stick by them and then reverse them later. So, Yeah. I'm sure we asked you about this last time, but what are, what are you thoughts I mean, on resists? I, it's the single most annoying mechanic to me, I think, in the game. I think it's anti-skill, it's RNG, and um, I think there's so many negative parts about it. Um, so, like, for example, 
even even just like you know obviously you can argue about the rng on the cc and things like that and how it's annoying for skilled players to fight because it's like you know i go in for an unprotected cc which is a risk and then i should be rewarded with a catch but instead they resist and then cc me that kind of stuff is obviously really bad but even like imagine being a new player and you're like okay the combat is really interesting there's a ton of classes i need to try and learn i'm going to fight them in battle arena and then trying to learn what a skill does and then you're like okay i'm going to throw a cc okay well he's protected there but you know he actually wasn't he just resisted your cc buddy unlucky right it's like how are they supposed to learn by visual recognition that something is protected or not so um it's really it, for me it's a very frustrating mechanic and i i feel that um it wasn't an issue before even though the system existed because there were CCs on multiple hits, so it was so hard to resist things. Um, but now it, it, it's obviously much easier for most abilities since they only have the CC on the first hit. So it does frustrate me a lot. Um, and I think that... I think overall, it's one thing that they could really address that would really improve. There's lots of elements that are frustrating in PvP that are maybe harder to address, such as decent class balance is always difficult because... One person might say something about a class, and another person's like, "No, no, 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 we're not OP. You know, you're OP." Like, um, so I, I guess yeah. like the resisting is something that yeah. I'm really gonna present me. you a counter argument that was presented to me. So this this comes from mostly players that run DR because it seems like if you run DR, it's a little bit easier to run a resist build because you have Nuver and Griffin, right? Um, and then plus, depending on the class that you play, some classes like Valkyrie or Suck Guardian have inherent resists. Um, someone said, well, if you're going to remove resists, then you should remove evasion as well, because why do you, why do I have to deal with the RNG going against evasion builds, but evasion builds don't have to deal with the RNG going against resists? What are your thoughts on A, that argument, and B, do you have any, uh, any counter to that? Do you feel um, like those are the same or similar in any way? I, I don't feel they're the same, but I have heard this exact argument before. Um, I understand why someone would come to that conclusion. Um, my own personal opinion, though, um, is you could start really going down a rabbit hole um, by linking some of these things. If you're going to attack evasion being RNG, you could also attack critical hits being RNG as well. Um, the only evasion I don't like in this game is special evasion. I think that's a stupid stat, too. Um, I don't want to have blue crystals in my chest. That's mostly my problem. <laughs> yeah, I know. It bothers me so much. At least give me all those special attack evasion yeah. crystals. Jesus. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're actually adding a new perfume, too, um, that you grind from the turret spot that uh, that gives you special evasion also. So that's like a like a complete... As I understand it, if I'm correct, um, if you hit critical of any type um, or down attack critical, or I think it's... Is it down attack? No, it's... it's yeah, it's down attack, back attack, air attack. If you hit those... It completely ignores all of the damage at the chance that you have it. Yeah. Um, crit, crit, which is, crit as well. No, 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 no. So here, critical is different than those three. Those are special attacks. Critical is different as far as I understand it. So the way is, I've understood it is it's, um, let, let's say someone hits you with Serpent, right? Flow to air attack and crit. It's, apparently special attack also affects crit, but I don't know if there's been a test that disproved that. But whether it does or doesn't, it's it doesn't reduce, like, remove all of the damage. It just removes the modifier. So a serpent that normally would get the air attack modifier now is only doing normal damage with no bonuses. This is the problem in BDO, man. Like, <laughs> right? You have to try and figure all this stuff out, and it's like there's, there's nothing to 
explained. And yeah, um, you, you're probably right. It's but no matter which way you look at it, it's still a frustrating stat. I think that shouldn't really be in the game. Yeah. But looping back to the evasion thing, I think evasion is pretty consistent. And and people say, oh well, you're going to evade certain hits. True, but I think like evasion RNG doesn't decide the outcome of a fight. It can make you not be able to kill somebody. It's true um, if they evade enough and you don't have enough accuracy. Okay. But the difference with a CC being resisted, for example, if, if I'm playing Awakened Ranger, right, like I explained earlier, it's kill or be killed. If I go for a grab, but someone resists that grab and CCs me, I'm dead. Um, if I'm doing damage and they just don't get enough damage from me, then you I'm probably it. not dead. Yeah, I'm, it's, just it's not, I'm just not going to kill them, right? And, and you, yeah, you can see it as well. And, and also, when, when someone has... Um, when I'm playing Awakening especially, if someone has a lot of evasion, I know I can feel it. And I'm like, okay, when I get this guy CC'd, I'm going to have to put a lot of self-buffs on to try and get him comboed. I need to do a long combo. I think it's very different to say evasion is an RNG thing too. It is, but not in the same critical sense that resistance is. Resistance might be okay if we had like sort of like long time to kill and we needed multiple combos to kill everybody, which some people... Uh, support. I don't personally because I think it doesn't work in the game because some classes can reset fights way too well if they can get up multiple times. Anyway, that's a different thing. But yeah, so I, I feel differently about evasion RNG versus resistances. Yeah. Plus, I, I just think they've made it so easy in the game now, especially once we get Odalita to get accuracy. That like evasion yeah. being a major issue is just not really a thing. I don't know. I hear people complain about like the evasion DR thing, and maybe DR could be a little bit better, but you have to keep in mind that to be real evasion, you have to go leap burst, which means you sacrifice damage output because you no longer have begs. I think that needs to be considered. I'm not saying DR shouldn't be buffed, but I'm just specifically... Sometimes I feel like I have to remind people, okay, well, just keep in mind that someone that has full evasion is sacrificing their damage output, which on some classes they can get away with maybe a little bit too well because of certain passives and stuff, but... Um, it's something worth keeping in mind. But yeah, like you said, in fact, I'm going to go for a, a, a Tetoro belt myself. And I have Lee Burr's gloves on my Ranger, but I have um, a Dawn Earring to offset that. So I don't have like double distortion. So Yeah, I'm going to do a Tauros as well. I actually can't wait. Can't wait to get that thing. Dude. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. For me, the resists are just... Uh, for me, the biggest killer is... I, I actually don't even mind as much if... A player standing up and I attempt something and they resist it, as frustrating as that can be, more frustrating is when I'm just doing my cookie cutter combo and they resist the second flow and then I die because of it. It's just like instant. I don't uh, know. You know what I mean? Like if I, uh, if I grab you, start my combo, go for Shadow Stomp, you miss and then I'm immediately grabbed or whatever, mass destruction, whatever skill it is right when they get up and you just instant lose right there because of the second. Like, you're already CC'd. Like, you already got caught and now just like by random chance you're back up is crazy. And yeah, with evasion, if someone's super tanky, like, you can feel it immediately at the start of your combo and know like, all right, at the end of this combo, I gotta get out before he gets up. I don't know. Fuck yeah. Resist. Striker does seem like one of the worst for that when they get up immediately and grab you from a resistor or because you don't get out because they survive the full combo. But um, yeah, no, I, I totally agree. It is, it is definitely worse when you're mid combo. You've already landed the first CC and you're like, well, you're CC'd. How are you resisting another one? Um, 
that is definitely definitely something that's quite frustrating so i totally agree with you so i, I asked you this on your stream the other day but i would like to get your answer here um one of the arguments presented to me with the bond skills is that it overall adding more super armors to the game is just a buff to grab classes um do you agree with that or what are your thoughts on that with the with the bond system coming i think that's highly unusual uh, of an argument to be honest with you um it's it's a buff to grab classes because the grab classes have more protection. Is that right? No, it's a buff to grab classes because grab classes are the only ones that can CC someone through super armor or frontal guard. Oh right, okay. Right. Interesting. Um, I I guess I could see why someone might immediately come to that conclusion. Um, I don't necessarily agree with it. Uh. I don't know. I don't. I'm trying to think how I would really argue for or against that by like giving maybe specific examples. Um, it would help be helpful actually if Nayashi was here because obviously he plays a non grab class. Whether he support is he the one that came up with that or is no? That but it does sound like a Maywa thing, doesn't it? <laughs> Fucking <laughs> Maywa thing. God damn. No, um, um, I'm trying to think. So when. Uh, like for me, my counter argument would be the every class is getting a, a protected CC, which is kind of takes the regardless of what people say about grabs. Like you, you generally don't really have to think about using a protected CC either. It's not like oh, I have to know exactly what they're going to do in this moment when I fish for a, a CC with something that's completely protected. Um, for example, if I'm using if I'm a a mystic or a striker and I'm using their new spiral cannon or spiral torpedo that has super armor, right? That's, I, I'm not thinking about what they're doing. I'm just gonna go for it. Like, yeah, you can think about it and it'll increase your odds of catching someone, but it's like a no risk, like, like very, very, very low risk, even against a grab class to get grabbed out of spiral torpedo or spiral cannon is very, like you're a ranger. If I spiral torpedo at you and spiral torpedo on mystic has super armor, are you feeling comfortable just grabbing me out of that? spiral torpedo towards me um to be honest i haven't had to deal with someone spiral torpedoing since 2018 but <laughs> um can you mouse move in it ah uh, that's a good question i don't know maybe i i, I don't i don't i genuinely anymore i don't know whether you could mouse movement or grab out of can they grab fast out of it I, that would be the only risk to me because otherwise what you just sit in super arm my breezy blade and then let them hit me and grab or do they grab quickly out of it? i guess i would need to know more about the skill because genuinely outside of them using it in combos sometimes i don't see mystics that are knowledgeable right of course spiral repeating so i would need to have the scenario actually play out to know it or ask a mystic main um, so if they can grab quickly out of spiral torpedo then it might be a problem and in which case i would just evasive explosive away um, and reset but yeah, I, I do actually agree with the, the kind of sense that, you know, you shouldn't have, I kind of have a feeling of, about things like this. Like, I don't think skills should be like Omega skills. So I think Meteor is an Omega skill because it has huge AOE CC, huge damage and protection. I don't think skills should have all three of those at once ever. Um, I, you know, range. generally, I, I, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, and super ranged. Exactly. Yeah. So, um, 
I would prefer skills have one primary asset and then and then maybe sometimes have a secondary asset. So um, if a skill has a lot of damage, perhaps it shouldn't have protection and certainly not CC. If a skill has medium damage, then maybe it could have protection or CC kind of thing. Does that make sense? Yep. So um, that's kind of how I feel about it, I guess. It's an interesting thing. Um, on the on the other flip token, if more classes get more protections, these sort of complaints that classes that they can't do siege stuff um, because they're CC'd all the time, maybe that diminishes a little bit. I don't know. Yeah. It's a hard one. It's hard. Um, grabs having super armor. Are you for or against it? Oh, against it. Uh, no, no, no. If you have a grab, you should absolutely never have protection on it. I don't, I don't understand how you could ever argue that a grab should have protection. The only situation that maybe a grab should have protection is you could make the argument that in a large-scale scenario, it helps grabbing casters and things like that in, in a blob. But I think that's more of an issue, just how strong casters are. I don't really think you should ever have protection on a grab. I think a grab should be a skill-based mechanic that requires you to aim it well, um, not aim it on an iframe, and you're never protected. So um, the only example of like protected grabs that I think may be fair is... Well, like think about the what probably about the success of like a striker or a zerker where they're you're kind of locked in the animation after you've grabbed them, you know, like during the punching or yeah. Zerker. Um, I think I think it's okay after success if it's like something like that. Absolutely, I'm talking more about you attempt the grab right and you're protected making the attempt. That should never ever ever be a thing. Um, I think if your grab animation is fast. There's no reason it should have protection on it either, even on success. Zerker should have protection, in my opinion. Striker, yes, okay. Only during uh, the punch. I could see Striker. Stri right. Only during the, in the initial part of the grab. I'm fine with that. I think that's fair. Yeah. yeah. Um, those are the only unique situations I think it's fair for having them protection. Yeah, because it what is powerful. Guardian? Oh, yeah, Guardian too, because during the little poke thing they have to like throw it over their head like that that's the thing is like that animation is fine being protected it's just the the attempt and the fail like neither of those should be i think it's so weird that you could just try to grab every and the thing that makes it even more difficult is that a lot of the protected ones not counting zerker are really really low cooldowns like seven seconds yeah, the, I mean, the Ranger one is 10 is completely unprotected and uh, regardless of whether you succeed or not. So I think that's that's a good trade-off. I think the grab is good um, if it succeeds. Um, the only issue I have, again, is like if, if, if someone resists the grab, I'm CC'd and that's kind of frustrating even though they should obviously. Um, and, and it's funny too because the, um, the worst defenders of classes CCing me from a failed grab are actually the other grab classes. I don't, you know... It's not really the, uh, you know, for example, like it's frustrating to be out traded on grab just because I get resisted and the other person then grabs me afterwards. That's quite frustrating, uh, more so than it is of other classes that don't have grabs. So, um, but yeah, no, I completely agree. I don't think you should ever be, I think it should be a massive trade off. And it was like I was kind of referring to earlier skills should have one primary thing that they, they do well, whether it's damage, CC, or whatever. Grabs are already an incredible function, they shouldn't do any kind of damage. 
there should be just the CC and um, they shouldn't be protected except like we already discussed, very, very uh, occasional circumstances. Rosa, your thoughts? I mean, fairly reasonable, honestly. Yeah. I don't know. I, I think a lot of the anti-grab crowd just doesn't realize that, like, I don't know. It, it's hard for me to say because I play from a Zerker perspective, right? And grabs, I, other than grabs, we have, what, moving shot and stomp for, like, fairly quick, like, CCs. Mm-hmm. So, like, the grabs are all we have, right? Now, if you're talking about, like, Warrior, then, you know, there's a lot of options there to get CCs on people. But for it's hard for me to talk about it because Zerker, you know, it, it's all we have, really. Um, so, I don't know. I, I, I do think a lot of the people who have a lot of issues with grabs, and I'm not necessarily like you, Anfield, but, like, the people that have a visceral hatred for grabs and wish that either A, all grabs were removed from the game, or B, that everyone had a grab. I think they just don't understand that classes that have grabs, generally speaking, not always, generally speaking, have less opportunities to CC people outside of those grabs, right? So my favorite example is Dragon Bite, right? It's a protected movement fucking uh, CC on a three-second cooldown. Give me another fucking protected movement CC that's on a three-second cooldown. Hint, you can't, because it doesn't fucking exist until the bond skills come out and Ninja gets one, which is kind of insane. But I don't know. It's just, uh, I don't know. I think it's really just people not understanding and not playing other classes, honestly. I think it's true to an extent. I think we also have to factor in some classes are far more successful at getting their grabs off. A warrior is 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 so oppressive for this because obviously you know they play it on high FPS and it sort of breaks the game. They sit in positions that don't show on your screen properly and then they're just teleporting around. Um, but you have a grab that is so easy to land because their engage is so fast and so good. Um, I mean, I... Movement in this game is a whole different discussion, but specifically talking about the engage, they engage into that grab so quickly, it's hard to punish that. So um, I think sometimes it, it for other classes that are non-grab classes, it becomes becomes a frustration because the engage can be difficult to draw. You know, like if you're if you're um, I don't know if you're a Mei or a Musa, you know, uh, and you're being outrun by a warrior, the, <laughs> it gets quite frustrating. You know. Um, so I think sometimes like the engage is something that people factor in as a frustration. Um, some grabs you you could describe as engagement grabs, and some as reactive grabs. You know, um, like the ranger one is very reactive and defensive because we're not going to engage quickly on anybody's position. Whereas right. some grabs are, I'm on top of you, I'm grabbing you, and I think some people take more issue in that sense because it's difficult to outplay that sometimes because the movement is so fast. So, yeah, um, it's it's a difficult thing. I don't I don't agree with anybody that says that grabs are terrible and that they should all be removed from the game. I think that's a very narrow-minded view of it. But I also understand why people formulate those opinions, and I can understand it uh, from an empathy point of view. Why some people get frustrated by them, and I also agree with what you said that sometimes not having a grab doesn't necessarily mean your class is like terrible and has nothing you know in if you look at sorks it's not exactly a class that requires a grab to be incredibly successful as well so um yeah i mean i guess that's all i can really say about it i do think there's an element of 
when you're fighting against a class with a grab, you, you only remember the times you are grabbed because it's either frustrating or loss. You just remember loss, especially if you're losing a lot. But you don't... Like, there will be times where I'll, someone will complain to me about Kuno grab, and we will have fought for, like, 45 minutes, and I've only succeeded one grab. And they'll be like, fucking grab, dude. <laughs> and it's like, dude, it's the only time I got it on you. What are you talking about? You've been being CC'd by smokescreen every time. Bit of a gamer moment, though, when you get, like, fixated on something just because you're frustrated, and I think it happens to the best of us. Yeah. Yeah. Same thing happens a lot, especially because, you know, Notorious desyncer over here. It's like I'll desync legitimately five grabs in a row, not exaggerating, and then I finally land a grab, and it's... Man, grabs are so fucking OP. It's like, alright, my guy. <laughs> yeah, desync definitely exacerbates the issue, too, because generally well, movement is like... you. One of the counters to grab is moving, right? And if you desync, then your character technically hasn't moved yet, even though you already moved on your screen. And you end up getting grabbed, and it makes grabs feel even more powerful. Well, I think a good example of of uh, how things evolve is is if you look at awakening wizards and witches. I think one of the things they hated the most was being grabbed in PvP because they felt like they they couldn't do anything against it. But now you give them succession, they have the tools to properly dodge that. I mean, it's really hard. At least as a ranger, it's really hard to grab a succession wizard. Their movement is so good; they're throwing slows at you all the time. Um, Whereas some classes still do have that movement to sort of counter it to a degree. So um, I, th I think sometimes it comes with the kits where it becomes frustration for some people. Um, most Wizards and Witches, when they played Awakening, I didn't have a problem ever grabbing them. They were very, very, very uh, predictable. Um, there was one Witch I knew, uh, Cecil, who was probably the best Witch I've ever seen in Awakening. And he was the only one that ever gave me a hard time. But everyone else, it was so easy to grab them. And I think they become frustrated because they don't have the proper tools to evade grabs, either through A, mobility, or B, iframes. So um, I think that's part of the issue, is that some people might not feel that they have the tools to evade certain grabs from certain classes. Um, so yeah, I, I guess maybe it's a tool issue. you know, like Because th those are the ways you dodge grabs, right? Realistic, you want to punish a grab by predicting an incoming grab by iframing or using some movement to dodge it and then countering a CC because the grab should be unprotected. So if the player, sorry, I didn't mean to bump my mic. Um, if the player is unprotected, then by going for a grab, then you can dodge and go for a CC. That should be how it effectively should work. Yeah. Um, let's move on to more uh, positive yeah. non-grab speak. Uh, Rabam skills. So you mentioned it earlier, you're, you're kind of excited for Rabam skills. They gave us kind of no details, um, really. They just said that there's going to be, they're working on new Rabam skills for Awakening. Although, it's still like the, I was looking at the wording and I'm like, is there any way to misinterpret this? Like there's a chance that maybe they're not actually Awakening skills, but Rabams that you can only use in Awakening. I, who knows? I have no idea. But they're adding new Rabams for Awakening. That's, far as the translation is concerned um is there anything specific you're kind of hoping for I, I, how good are rangers current pre-awaken rebombs and and what are you kind of hoping for on on rangers specifically anfield um our rebombs are decent there's no protection on them but um we have a long range cc on tearing shot which is really nice stun is a long cc so that's good um it's long range it's again like i said so that's nice 
Um, Fury Arrow is really good for catching classes with micro gaps. Um, you can pretty much check a Sork's gear immediately by seeing if they get CC'd in Fury Arrow. Um, that's a rapid fire knockback CC skill. Um, the other two aren't as great. Roaring Arrow can be sometimes useful for siege situations. You sit there and you you send knockdowns slowly at people. Um, we see that in castles. It's pretty good. So um, they're decent. We don't use any of our Rabams for grinding, which I think is quite unique from what I hear. Most classes use Rabams for grinding. We never do that. Our Rabams are, would be absolutely trash for <laughs> PvE, but for PvP, they're quite useful. I think as for what I'm hoping for, Awakening-wise, if they combine Awakening skills, I like the idea of Rabams and not these Bond skills purely because they are new skills, and I think that idea excites me that they could be... I mean, I don't really know for Rabams of their class. I assume they have different animations and different... They don't look even remotely similar to other skills. I don't really know. Yeah. For Ranger, that's pretty much the case. They're very unique, different skills. They do share some animation similarities, but they're very unique, different functions. Um, so I'm excited the idea that we could have Awakening abilities combined and they do different things. Um, I'm, I'm really praying for Awakening Ranger that we get some kind of mobility skill with a Rabam, maybe like a combination of Waltz and Rushing Wind or something interesting. So that's kind of what I'm hoping that they mean by that. Um, so yeah, uh, new skills could be really exciting, so that's what I'm looking for. Do you, do you want the Rabams? Would you prefer uh, the new Rabams to be like one or two entirely new abilities or one or two abilities added to the current Rabam tree where you have to choose those in place of your current ones. So instead of having pre-awakened Rabams, you choose Awakening ones? Yeah, you could choose Awakening instead. So you basically still would have just Shift-Z, Shift-X, and you just have more options to choose from there. It's an interesting point. Um... Genuinely, I don't know. I haven't really thought about it too much, whether it's going to be limited or not. Whether I prefer it to be limited or whether whether having both would be good. Um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, Ravams, I, I don't know. Uh, that's an interesting point. I, I genuinely, I haven't really given it much thought. It would be something I would have to like sit and think, hmm, is there any problems that could occur from having too many stacked new abilities um you could almost argue that it's kind of bond territory in a way where you don't know well it's not it isn't it isn't like it's different because you know rabbam skills have their own unique animations so it's not like a bond skill which is going to look exactly the same it's just going to have an extra cc or super armor where it shouldn't or whatever normally um yeah i don't know it's an interesting point i don't know what you guys think i i for me, I mean, just as far as like, if I'm focused on, I just want the game to be more fun. I feel like I'd rather just have entirely new ones and not have to replace the other ones just because more skills makes it feel like there's just more stuff your class can do. So I, I'm kind of hoping they're new. I don't know what keybind we'll use. Maybe shift C. There's some classes that already have shift C like striker. Um, some succession classes use shift C. Well, the ranger ones, it's fine to put them on the hotbar, which is what I do. I don't like shift C, so um but i'm yeah i kind of hope that they're entirely new my other thing is i i'm wondering if like succession kit feels even though it's obviously like well-rounded and powerful on a lot of the classes if you're not able to use these bomb skills from the awakening tree in succession like awakening feels like it has way more depth just because you're tapping into both pre-awaken and awaken kits the two 
space for bomb skills and then now the awakening one. Like, suck already feels a little bit limited in that regard. Do you feel the same way or? Yeah, succession is, is the dumbed down version of any class in, for the most part. At least it feels that way for me. Um, I guess if you add two more skills onto the awakening, does it really make that much of a difference? It's already awakening is already 90% of the time is, is, is pretty much the, uh, higher APM, more complicated spec. I don't, I don't know how you change that. Um, unless you literally come up with new skills for the successions that don't exist in normal pre-awakening. Um, I don't know how you, I don't know how you would alter that because it's already true, right? It, well, at least I, I guess maybe some classes you could argue it's not. Um, for Ranger, I'd certainly say it's true, but um, yeah, I, I don't know. Um, since it's already the case for me that Awakening is the far more complicated, more depth uh, spec, maybe that's what they want. You know, they Succession is the uh, the easy to pick up for newer players, console players, easier to play. Maybe that's the plan. Um, I don't know. Because otherwise, you would have to literally come up with brand new succession-only skills that you can't use pre-awakening that only exist when you're spec succession or something. Yeah. The irony of the succession being the console spec is that console still doesn't have succession. Yeah, they don't have guardian either, and that guardian is a pretty console class. That's a pretty console spec, too. Yeah, Dude. It's weird that... I always tell every time a console player is like tell me that they're really excited for suck and I was like you think you are but with suck comes great wizard succession responsibility you know so yeah true um, I mean they're, they're low FPS and I'm sure wizard is already well, it's one of the better classes to play if you don't have like a really nice frame rate so I'm sure they're already having a good time over there so yeah with succession it's just gonna get worse uh, Rezlar, you have any expectations or hopes for your, uh, Rabam abilities? It's, it's gonna be the first new thing Archer gets since release, I think, since they didn't get Succession. Pretty much. Uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm excited to see, like, the uses people come up with for the Bond skills. I honestly feel like both the Zerger and the Archer ones are pretty, like, cut and dry. Like it's it's pretty obvious which ones to uh, to take for the most part. So for the classes that I play, it's like kind of whatever. But I'm excited to see what like other people come up with for like their bonds that they have on their classes, right? Yeah. Do you prefer them to be new new skills or or in lieu of the current bombs? Um. As an archer, I'm like, get rid of the old ones because they're trash. <laughs> but then as a zerker, I'm like, that's literally how I grind is with the rebombsman. Like, because I'm a lazy grinder. So I don't know how to feel about that. Yeah. Um, I'm just like, I feel like they did, as far as animations go, they did a really cool job with the original rebombs. So I'm excited just to see what kind of skill animations they come up with. Um, I'm just thinking like, I don't even know, Delighted Blast and Spin Spree Rebomb where I'm just spinning in place and it's throwing Delighted Blast every direction. Wouldn't that be something? <laughs> I don't know. They could do some cool stuff with it. We'll see how creative they get. 
Um, but generally, like as far as animations go, they they do a really cool job. So we'll see. Uh, I'm kind of curious, Anfield. This is a uh, this was not on the list of things to talk about. But how's Hashishin over in EU? Do you find find that it's still relatively popular? And does EU, do EU players feel like it's a powerful class or overpowered or strong? I know leading up to the launch, when everyone was reading the skills, everyone was saying that it was pretty OP. It has evasion. Its movement is crazy and. I don't know, at least over here in NA, it's mostly ho-hum. I, I feel like no one's really cares about that class already. Um, I heard it's like uh, everywhere on Seasons, but um, <laughs> that's that's a given, I think. Um, I had a friend that re-rolled to it um, that was a ninja main, and then Serpent got buffed and he re-rolled back. Um, mm -hmm. So, and uh, another person I know plays Musa. I don't know why Musa's was so attractive. Whatever. Anyway, he played Musa and he rerolled to Hash. I think he's enjoying it a lot. Um, seems pretty strong, to be honest. I think the kit's really interesting. Um, yeah, I, I don't think it's Omega popular with geared players. It's not like people are rerolling on Moss to, to that. You know, I, I think the issue Hash has is that. There are existing classes that are so overtuned at the moment that it's competing against that. When Guardian came out, um, there was no succession, unless I'm really badly wrong. Um, shit, now I don't know. I don't think there was. If there was succession, I really apologize. But I'm pretty sure there wasn't. So um, people appreciate how quickly uh, or how OP Guardian was, and then they started rerolling Guardian. Um, now you have Succession Wizard, and I know so many people that are re-rolling Wizard. I think because that kind of draws away from the new class, because the new class is is still an unknown in many respects. I don't like to people jump and, and judge classes instantly. I like to at least see how they're played, um, because you know things things were different. There was Succession in the same. Yeah, there must not have been all Successions. Suck was out. Actually, Guardian, when it came out, was the only one that came out with its Succession, like shortly after i think it came out like a oh, week after okay. awakening the guardian um, yeah out. i think they weren't done with all the successions it was anyway, still relatively um, new also people yeah. remember wizard was like when it was on global laps everyone thought it was going to be trash because trash yeah it's yeah, 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 yeah. you're right <laughs> isn't that funny oh man yeah yeah so um guardian was still a very attractive class at the time for people um but now we have like definitively explored succession. We have a set meta. It's not still in the discovery phase. People know how strong some classes are. And then hash comes out and then people are kind of hyped, some people, but like why take the chance on a new class that could be pretty good? Maybe it's a good assassin type class or you could just play succession wizard. Um, so... Yeah, um, it's. I don't see a lot of super geared players re-rolling to it. Um, a couple, but um, not as many as I think many people expected to go. Yeah, I feel like one of the issues. So it has really good within combat movement, if that makes sense. Like, yeah, when you're in a fight. It's it's good at you know avoiding you and dodging you and moving around, and it's hard to relatively difficult to track. But as far as like a flex, like if people are rolling from Ninja Kuno Musa Mewa to it. I feel like Node Wars, in as a flex member, getting around is difficult on Hashishin, like long distances. You don't have chase, Tiger Blade, or target chase, so it's like, 
I don't know. Getting to the fights seems kind of difficult on that class. And I know, like, with the guild I was I was in, like, a lot of the Node Wars, they started just putting Hasha scenes in the main ball, not as flex. Interesting. Yeah, I did a small race in the battle arena from one end to the other with two Hasha scenes. One was Succession, one was Awakening. And, um... And I just used my awakening buff to move faster, and they both blitz past me. <laughs> yeah, I, I was like, "Wow!" Well, I couldn't yeah. believe they have like the, they, they have like the burst. long distance. You're saying is bad. well. By the time they get to the end of the arena, right? Like now, if you're against a Kuno or a Ninja, right? Right? Like you're against other flex classes, and you don't have any stamina to start with because you use your mo mobility to get there. That makes the fight like just way more difficult. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So I don't know. It's. I don't I don't know why I was so hyped for the class and like I just lost that energy about it and I, I think it's because all the skill animations they kind of went with the same design choice that they did with succession lawn where you kind of just hold the skill for a while and it does damage over time which I just don't think feels that fun even though the animations are really fucking cool um, another yeah. issue too is all the season Hasha scenes are locked in because they won't give us early graduation which yes, I, that's I have another a, good point. A couple friends who, before Awakening and and Succession came out, grinded up like eighteen, nineteen hundred skill points on their Hashishin, and then no early graduation. So they're like, "Well, fuck, I'm stuck. Like, I can't. I'm not going to level up another one and grind all these skill points out." Which is, I I don't understand because the reason why a lot of people thought they'd get it is because KR got early graduation only two weeks after the season came out. So. Yeah, as as I understand it, it's actually not Cacao that is in charge of that decision. It's they have to wait for PA to give them because I asked about it. So they have to wait for PA to tell them, which is weird since they gave Korea early graduation so quickly. And I think you're right. I, there's a lot of people I know that made seasonal hashishins and they're like, well, we can't progress. I mean, it's okay because at least they can grind Star's End with 245. <laughs> True. But, yeah, True. it's weird um, why they've delayed that. Yeah, my my friend Reslar, you know Sinny, but my friend Sinny is like he was he's really hyped for Hashishin. He's like, um, he's like, man, I, I really want to try out underwater, but I only have three hundred and eight DP or whatever the seasonal DP is, so he can't. Uh yeah. So I don't know the the seasonal thing is kind of dumb. They're waiting. We're waiting for early graduation as pending localization. <laughs> But no, what it is, it's it's everything is content, right? So gotta delay it, right? So graduation is content, so delay it. Do you think that uh so we're getting we don't have a patch this week. We're or there's right, not gonna yeah. be any maintenance. Um and then the following week we're getting Odalita. Do you think so KR last week got the bond skills, they got the Marnie Suspicious tag device. Do you think we're gonna get all of that on the same day as <laughs> Odalita? <laughs> no. Uh no, they <laughs> Which if you release content at the uh, same there's no time. way, right? Are you crazy, my guy? No, yeah. no, no. Um I do think we'll I don't think it'll take ages for some of these things. I think the Pegasus will definitely take a long time yeah. before they give us that. Um the tag system they might throw in there. Um here's what I'm worried about actually. You you make a good point about the these extra global lab things. I'm concerned and I'm almost positive that our version of Odalita will lack two major things, and that's the uh, the new ring, mm -hmm. the, the accuracy ring that drops from Thorny Tree, which obviously would drastically change the um, 
income from there. It's like Star's End without distortion almost. It's well, it's, it would be better than Star's End without distortion, but you get my point. Um, so that's one thing. And the other thing is I think they will probably neglect to give us the new craftable outfit, the or, or Zeka outfit. Obviously, it'll probably be called something different for us. But I'm pretty sure our build of Odalita will lack that because they'll view it as content and make sure that they delay that so they can release it another thing, at another time to be like, ha look at all this fresh stuff we can give you. Yeah. So, um, yeah, um, that stuff I'm super... I'm still going to... I'm actually... I feel like I'm way more hyped than some people about Odalita. Some people are really like... Uh, negative Andes about it, but I, I'm really hyped about it. I think it's such a well-designed area. Um, I think the Turo spot's going to be fun to grind because um, it's unique and you do it with a buddy and you know you got the dead god, you've got the accuracy belt you can drop, and then obviously eventually I hope the uh, the leaves or I think they're leaves. Leaves and lungs for the Ozeka outfit. Yeah. I hope. So, I mean, there's lots of cool stuff going on with Odalita and, and just in general, I think that the zone is so well made. It, it looks nice. Um, it looks super yeah. nice. Yeah. It has so like I'm, a I'm legit really hyped, but I would like them to release that stuff on Odalita release since they've made us wait artificially so long for it. But I have serious doubts. I'll give them big credit, though, if they do release that stuff with our version of Odalita. It would just be so that would be like, I don't even know. It'd be like a legit expansion patch if we got bond skills, the the tag system, and Odalita on the same day. It'd yeah, imagine. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm super hyped to grind in that area. Just part of it is just because the design of the area. It has it's like the first legitimate like forest that looks like a forest in some of the spots, and like the tree. I don't know the trees like look realistic. I, there's something about Camus Sylvia being so brightly colored that makes it feel cheesy. Yeah, I kind of agree with you, actually. Um, originally, when Camo was announced, I thought I was going to love that zone the most. Valencia is my current favorite zone. I think it's the best made de design-wise, actually. Um, but I went through Odalita a couple times in the Global Lab, and I just think it's mind-blowing how well they designed it. And I know a lot of people are saying, oh, it's got no content. It's just more grind spots. I don't know what game they think they're playing. Anyway, but... Um, <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I, I, I just think it's I, the city of Draxia. I think is so well made. I love the gothic aspect too. I think it's really cool. All the grind spots are really uniquely well made, and they're actual relevant grind spots. Um, obviously, the the very end one perhaps is the only one you could be like, well, maybe not. Although I kind of like that. I kind of like that. There's a spot that's so difficult. Although yeah. I don't agree with Crystal Loss on Death, but a spot that's so difficult, you know, and you can't really get there, and there's some kind of like mystery and illusion to it it's kind of like when valencia released you know because you couldn't grind well, you could kind of grind Aquaman, but you couldn't grind history it didn't ruin the area it was just something that was there and it was like mysterious and, so, and i kind of feel that way about this area um but what, what i would say is that i recently saw a video of korean players grinding for one hour on the three-man spot the golem spot which by the way i also think looks mind-blowing nice. really well designed mm -hmm. Um, and they grinded an hour there successfully, and it was really good on Kafras and some other stuff. So potentially, oh yeah, they made like 90 million in trash, which is you know, not bad. Plus you get to grind with some homies. They changed it so that it was more predictable because it's kind of like Dark Souls where it, like yeah. you have to dodge the attacks rather than look how tanky I am. I have high DP, right. so um, like Sakrai is. So yeah, I think it's really cool. Um, I'm genuinely very excited and hyped for it like not like fake hype like i'm a streamer i'm like God, this is the only content Ooh, i'm really <laughs> excited like i'm actually really excited genuinely about the whole thing so um yeah i'll simp for Odalita all day long
So yeah, it'll lead us goal. The golem thing too. Uh, like you were saying, they're the big mobs with like the animations. It, it reminds me of Bams from Terra a little bit. Oh, I never played that. <clears throat> so they they basically had like Bams was short for big ass monster, but it was basically like that was like the bosses everywhere around the map where you, if you if you knew their animations, you could fight them, and it was like kind of fun fight because you're just trying to avoid the red lines basically go behind them. So it has a similar feel yeah. to it. Um, yeah, definitely. I think Odalita has a lot of a lot of the as far as content is concerned, like yeah, it's a couple new grind spots and and new stuff to strive for. But I think the Stars End Beach PvP is so like long in the tooth at this point. I think there's gonna be a lot of PvP at Odalita that's gonna be a lot more fun. Yeah, I mean the people will be grinding the Dead God area, and plus it's it looks way cooler. <laughs> I actually don't mind Star's End. I, I think I'm a little bit tired of it because I grind it so much, but I like the fact that it was like not ancient weapons I was killing for once. Mm -hmm. um, and I like the fact that you don't have to tear. And obviously all of Odalita isn't like um, a portal spot like uh, Histria or Sakrya, so that's cool. Um, and obviously, like you said, there'll be a lot of... I think there'll be a lot of cool GVGs going on um, over the spots because, you know, guilds are at war with each other. And I think that having multiple people at the spot inspires more likely GVGs than having one person grind a spot. Um, I mean, like, hey, do you guys want to come help me kill a war target? I'm like, yeah, I'm on a loot scroll. And you got two people, then you got two people fighting and be like, oh, yeah, I'll come after my loot scroll. We'll come help you and then escalates, right? So that's why I like multiple uh, duo grind spots. So, yeah, no, I'm really excited for it. I think it's going to be really cool. I hope they keep production of the, um, the castle instance, the thing that they were working on. So... Yeah. Uh, that, that could come out later. I can't we need some news on that. Where is that? But hmm? we need some news on that, man. Where is that? That's what I'm. Yeah, I don't to. know. Um, speaking of new PvP content, uh, we got the Garmoth RBF. Um, is it what you expected? Is it? Have you? Do you enjoy it, Anfield? Have you tried it? What are your thoughts on it? Um, I did try it. I have a couple opinions out of it. Um. I like that they tried to change a little bit. I felt they could have gone further with the objectives of it, but we already kind of talked about that with uh, Node Wars also. Um, I think the buffs from the jars are a little OP. Um, I feel like if they were going to make them that strong, they should make it like a... Um, oh, in 30 seconds, it'll spawn here. I guess, like, I don't know if you guys play other, like, Battle Royales and stuff that weren't Shadow Arena. Um, but they usually have some sort of care package system, and the care package is kind of announced where it's going to be, mm -hmm. and then obviously teams merge that point. So if there was like a control point where the buff was going to be spawned, and then people go for it, because right now it's just kind of like randomly, oh, there's a there's a thing there, and I I one hit that little jar thing, and then suddenly, um, I got really OP buff. I, but I like the idea. Um, Garmath, I think is is kind of dumb to be honest with you. I don't really understand why the the dragon is there, but um, it would be kind of cool, actually, if it was roosting and just watching you. That would be cool. Yeah, actually. I, I just hate that his wings are flapping into the ground. Yeah, so it's dumb. kind of weird. Um, I mean, if you really think how big that dragon is and how narrow the kind of area is, it doesn't really make much sense. Um, the multiple spawn thing, I think, is an interesting idea. I, I, I would prefer if somehow you were able to choose, though, because I had an instance where I respawned and I got designated one spawn point multiple times in a row, and the enemy team was just sat down there with complete control. <laughs> I was like, well, what do I do? 
Um, so it would be cool if I could have, like, be like, okay, well, I'm going to spawn over here. But I think generally the idea is good, otherwise... But I, I would prefer it if there was somehow a way to choose a different location. Maybe you talk to an NPC and it sends you to another one. If, like, the enemy team is literally camped below you, which is what the issue I had. Right. Um, and the, the final comment I would have on it is that I don't like the area simply because it's a little bit laggier for me, uh, FPS-wise. Um, I guess because maybe the, the the sort of fog and stuff, but yeah. I think they basically looked at the fact that people GVG there and thought they did it for fun rather than the fact <laughs> that it was because Garmoth was there and people were like, yeah. oh, wow. The yeah. GMs will be like, wow, they really like this area. They huh? love fighting there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And maybe that's why they did it. But, they always um, stay for two hours after. Exactly, yeah. Um, um, yeah. yeah. I, I want to expand on some of the stuff you said. So I, I like the idea of the dragon and the flames, I think it should do real damage. So that way, if there's a fight going on and you see the red circles that you're all forced to get out of it, instead of like, it does like what, 100 or 200 hit points. If it did like a thousand and it could actually change the outcome of a fight and forced everyone to move, because I like the idea that you can't just stay in one spot or move or like you have to be kind of aware of these red circles and actually get out of them. I think it would be kind of cool. But the Garmoth model needs to be shrunk by like five, I, I don't know, like by a factor of five. It, it just needs to be like a tiny dragon that's shooting <laughs> flames and not this massive dragon with his wings clipping into the ground. I love the idea of how you, you mentioned the, the pots being kind of like a battle royale. There should be, at, at least in my opinion, it, it could be something like pots are going to spawn in 15 seconds and then you see maybe seven or eight points on the map where they're going to spawn and then people start fighting over those points. That would be really awesome. Um, I like the buffs from the pots because I feel like it's it's a little bit difficult to tell when other players have them. They're not like so OP that you notice like someone has these buffs, but they're OP enough that when you have them, you feel more powerful, if that makes any sense. Like it's not like I'm like, ah, man, these guys just have all these buffs and they're all unkillable. Like I, it's kind of hard to tell if they're Z buffed, E buffed, or just have pots. And for me, it, you feel powerful when you have it. Um, I hate that you can get cast speed on a character with attack speed and the buff basically does nothing or vice versa. That's yeah, kind of dumb. Um, but overall, it's fun. And yeah, the, choosing the spawn point would be kind of nice because yeah, you're still getting camped at the bottom of some of the spawns I've noticed as well. Maybe maybe you just get a certain amount of kills and then Garma will do a strafing run for you and it'll only do damage to the enemy team. I don't know. Um, but they could use the model from... Uh, when you're out grinding in Dregan and uh, Garmoth spawns, that's a much smaller model. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just like, wait, really? You guys developed this whole new thing and his wings are clipping into the dirt? It's so stupid. Uh, um, Have you tested out the... Or Rez, are you, are you back? Or how, what are your thoughts on the new Garmoth area? Uh, I like it. I like that it's there's no uh, walls for wizards to climb on. That's really nice. Yeah. It's still predominantly wizards in there. Oh yeah, for sure. I mean it's it's PvP, that means Suck Wizard is gonna just clap kids, so uh that's just kinda unfortunately how it goes. But I think it's fun. I also really like the uh the updated old RBF map. Um I think it's a lot better. It still suffers from similar problems to before, but like not quite as bad. So I really like it, honestly. 
Um, yeah, being able to choose where you could spawn would be really nice. Uh, what else? Yeah, Garmoth too big. Um, I don't know if I want him to do more damage, though. I don't know. I think I would have to just, like, playtest that before I could really decide whether I like the idea of making him do damage or not, personally. Yeah, I but, just feel like if he's going to do only 100 damage, he might as well just be removed, is my thing, I guess. Well, he CCs is the big thing, right? Like, I've gotten kills off of Garmoth CCing people before. Maybe for added pressure, he, he should break your crystals. <laughs> apparently, apparently, it does. Someone but... said that, but I, I've not. I don't yeah, even I've not the, seen it. I've died twice to Garmoth as a last hit, which is insane to me because he does so little damage, but. I've actually died to him twice and I've never, I haven't, it doesn't even give you the notification that um, your costume has saved you or anything. Or like, I, or I've never lost a crystal. I've never lost a thing in my inventory, either a trade item or a coin or anything. So Yeah, it was probably a meme or someone making a big mistake. Um, yeah, and the area, I do think it's the, I think it's the fog. I, I notice it, like most of Dregan is, is pretty smooth for me, but um, the water pool area at Blood Wolves and then almost all of Shira Ruins is like drops my frames a lot. Shira Ruins is the one that disappoints me the most because I, I think that area just looks so fucking cool. I'm sad it's both a bad area and a laggy area. <laughs> you, you cut out. Did you say looks good or? I think it looks cool. I think Shira Ruins yeah. is like the best looking spot, but it's like laggy and the area is worthless. So I, I, I know I agree with you. Um, I think Sherikens is the most disappointing area. I think it's so boring and basic in the design. But I love the um, the aesthetic of like a swamp. We've never really had that properly done before. We have it kind of in Serendia, and that's maybe it. Um, I think it's I think it's really well made. Um, it is like you said, disappointing that it's kind of useless. Uh, if it wasn't for the mana potion, nobody would go there. Yeah, dude. Luckily, that was that was. That was Dregan in general, though. There was just no endgame spots. It was all lower-end spots, and the lower-end spots weren't even competitive. I mean, Blood Wolves wasn't that bad, but it's still not great. Now you have at least have the HP potion, and they added Ruins Rings and stuff. Yeah, Blood, Blood Wolves is all... I, I just wish, like... Sure, can they try to help it with the fossils? I think it needs a Kafir's drop rate buff, and I also just yes. think the mobs should just be tougher mobs with, like, better trash loot. Well, if they're going to have, like, the, the annoying CCs and the blocks and stuff, then they should at least be uh, more difficult overall in terms of, like, damage they're dealing and and stuff like that, and then actually have a better loot table. Ghost Wolf is saying, isn't Garmy a lady? Supposedly, yes, it is. Supposedly in the lore. We don't know if this Garmot, if this particular dragon is a lady, but the one, the boss that spawns at a certain time every night is. This one's probably its male counterpart. We don't know. Uh, yeah. Have you tried the new uh the remodeled RBF, which they're calling? Hold on, let me get this name. Castle Ruins, Battlefield Castle Ruins. Uh, yes, I have actually. I I do think it was improved. Yeah, the more uh, open grass areas, right? Yeah, they reworked a couple how the buildings work and things like that. Um, and in general, it does feel better to play it than it did before for me personally. I don't know how other classes are feeling, but for Ranger it feels okay. Um, yeah, I like it, but uh, I, I think I do prefer it actually over the Garmoth one still, but... Same. I don't know how they did it, but somehow the red spawn still kind of feels like it's in a corner. 
Yeah, that one could benefit more from like a running wall along each side that uh, run parallel to each other, and then and then you can like spawn and then run off any point of it, rather than like be narrowly funneled through a choke or something. I don't know, because I had one RBF where I was my team was just so overly dominant and it wasn't even close and they just couldn't get out. It's kind of sucks for everybody. Damn. It, I, I mean, alright, so there's two maps on here. Looks like there's room for a bunch more. Hopefully we get some more RBF. Cause yeah. Variety ones are cool. My only concern is like right now it's popular because these are new and fresh, but I mean, what, we have 10 possible channels to go into in both of these, and only two or three of them have players playing in them at a time. And I feel like that's a product of the rewards are still absolutely shit. I don't know. Although, during this event, actually, during this event, you get 50 dust once a day for completing the daily quest. I wish, I kind of wish that that was permanent. Am I crazy? Would that be OP? I, I, <laughs> I feel I, similar about that, actually. I day, do yeah. also want to point out, though, that RB new RBF maps is dope as fuck, and they're really good, I think. Mm -hmm. Definitely improvements on uh, the old maps, right? The old map, rather. Uh, still does not solve the main issue with RBF, which is Succession Wizard. That's a class balance issue. I mean, that, you, you I mean, can argue all day long about, like, things like that, but, yeah, I mean... It's a class balance issue, but Succession Wizard is literally ruined... That's why I'm not in RBF right now. I would be RBFing right now on the new map, but I don't want to get clapped by Succession Wizards. No, thank you. I'm good. I will go enjoy the maps whenever I don't just get automatically clapped by fucking Wizards. Yeah, I mean, it's a balancing issue. It's like... Otherwise, you just, like, do no PvP, you know? If it's group, I mean, it's just, it's just, it, how, I mean, how many times can we bring it up? I mean, surely they get the <laughs> message. You'd think they'd get the message. They're gathering the data. So like yeah, I don't know. Um, yeah, that's it. They're gathering this is everything, data. I guess, really. They're gathering data, dude. <laughs> they are. Well, I mean, in fairness to, to Pearl Abyss and Cacao, the KDA of Wizards dropped significantly when they nerfed the 200% meteor, so should be fine <laughs> <laughs> tamer they finally fixed tamer and suck wizard dude you know one of the things that's so funny when i was uh reading through the bond skills on stream like someone in chat was <laughs> like i i was like reading through uh the solar flare getting super armor and someone was like hell yeah warriors finally viable <laughs> i don't know why that just gets me every warrior time. finally viable it's been like four buffs six but six weeks of buffs in a row and every time someone's like hell yeah warrior is finally viable <laughs> <laughs> next buffs lingering super armor back oh, oh no don't um so the last thing they added a global lab for Korea specifically. A global lab server that's for Koreans only. And they said they plan to expand that to other regions. Um, do you think there's a benefit to us having our own localized global lab? And what is the goal of this? I have absolutely no idea. What do you gain from that? Ping? I don't... I guess just ping. I, I don't know. Uh, I'm trying to think like what the benefit to that would be. 
Um, I think it's kind of interesting that you do get to play with people from all over the world and explore things together and experiment. I guess there's language barrier stuff, but is this necessary? Well, I, I genuinely don't understand it. That's what I'm saying. I mean, well, <laughs> will will our global lab receive things eight months after the Korean global lab? <laughs> I hope so. I hope we get the new reasons this- on our global lab late. That'd be funny. I, I'm I'm not really like a global app tester, nor do I really know a lot of people who are. Is this something that has been like asked for, like from people? Like, have people been like, "I wish we had our own localized yada yada yada"? Um, or- I don't I don't know because I I don't I don't know anybody that said that. I mean, the only benefit I could think of is is if they actually plan to localize the content instantly that they create for the global lab. So each server would then get translated properly patches, which we don't have. Everything is in Korean. Um, so if they do that and the whole client is in the client that you're localized to, but then doesn't that defeat the whole thing where they're like, by the way, guys, we aren't going to give you this stuff because it takes a long time to translate or whatever, right? That's no longer going to be an excuse if they update it to the global lab already translated the patches are translated so that's the only thing i could think of is that the whole reason is is to localize things um to each specific region um so that the experience on the global lab is smoother but it's if it's not that then the only thing it can be is here's some better ping everything is still trans korean patch and then the the shoddy translations or no translations at all in your actual client it's weird man i don't know yeah, I don't get it. I do. <laughs> I, I hope. I hope everything is a few months. But I just think it would be funny. Like we get bond skills on Global Labs three months later. That would be really funny. It would be tragic. It would be tragic, uh, but it would be super funny too. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what the point is. It's like Global Labs. I is weird too. Like. I feel like we don't need individual global lab servers. We just need you to give us global lab patch notes in all languages. That that would have been the change that we all want, not not our own global lab. We're we're fine. Yeah. Global I mean, lab. it could be it could be hard, I guess, to test certain PvP changes. I mean, I don't think there's an issue in PV, but in PvP, maybe there's an issue with like the ping being bad, specifically from Europe and Mina um, to the KR server where it's held. But other than that, um, I'm not sure if it's not localization, um, what the benefit is, but who knows? I mean, maybe there's something that we're just overlooking. Sometimes that happens. You're like, oh, well, that was obvious later that they did that. But I don't know, personally. Yeah. Luckily on Global Labs, we get a lot of really valuable testing done when we put on our pen dead god armor and that changes. That was the other thing. I mean, I absolutely think that there should be um, that option there to test new content. But I also think you should be able to port exactly what you have on another region, select a character, port it over, and test from there. Um, So you have the exact crystal setup. You have the exact levels of Kafris, enchantments, everything. So you don't have to set it up manually. It's just done for you. You port your character over and test that on whatever new patch that they've done. Um, 100% because like it's so hard because if you go on PvP people, you have to kind of set it up with a friend. So you're like, okay, let's exchange. Okay, this is the gear we're going to set it at. Um, They have improved 
the global lab in terms of how easy it is to obtain certain gear levels. You don't have to enchant anymore for the most part, things like that. That's good. You know, um, you can get Kafras without enchanting, failing deliberately and extracting. Um, but that would be something I think would be very helpful to actually get the real feel of a patch and its impact to you because you're actually playing your character as it would be. Yeah. Uh, PDO has always had these these weird work workarounds or quirks to doing things. I, I find it hilarious that to get gold in Global Labs, you have to buy gold bars and then resell them and then buy gold bars and resell them. I know. It's, it, <laughs> it's, it's so bizarre. much work. It's so much work. Just give me gold. Go, give me an NPC that's just like, obtain one billion gold? Yes. Like, why do I have to buy and sell it? It's so fucking goofy. I wish they would just give us radiant fairies with stuff as well. And like, um, just give us the infinite potions, man. I, also, I hate having to buy potions in certain areas and then yeah. not having storage mates to get them out. And yeah. I think I, uh, I have a, <laughs> I have... Uh, one of my issues on Global Labs is I accidentally, when I made my first uh, character there, I accidentally grabbed the Sork Awakening book that you get from the, uh, what is this, the, the challenge tab. So I went on to test the Sork changes, the ones that we just got on live server. I went on to go test them like two weeks ago to see how fast um, Carson's Nightmare and Grim Reaper's Judgment felt. And I have no way of getting that book back because it's character bound. So I can't put it in a storage and swap to my Sork. So in order for me to do like test Sork out, I have to actually go do the Awakening Sork quest line uh, with like Korean language, which is impossible. And I refuse to do. So I was like, well, guess I'm not testing these changes out. You used to have to um, manually do the Awakening quest line just to equip a dandy as well. They changed that too. Yeah, it's it's awful. I was so confused. I was like, I was like, okay, I consumed the Awakening Ranger book. Okay, I got Awakening. Why can't I equip a dandy? You have to do the Awakening. What? Literally had to go through and do the whole Awakening quest to equip a dandelion. Yeah. So Air Airfo is saying, I think Suck Wiz is worse in Garmoth RBF. I play my Suck Striker. That's that's just dumb, Airfo. Is that because? <laughs> They can't have high ground, or what? What is his reason? Uh, I have no idea. Worse than what? Suck Wizard in the other one, but still better than everyone else that doesn't even. Oh my god. Oh, dude. Yeah, that is a this hard, hard disagree. That's a I hard. Think. That's a hard. You got to learn how to play Suck Wizard. Um, I mean, the Garmon RBF is literally just an open field GVG. Like you have one side, the other team has the other. Go. Like, it's, it's literally just an open-filled GVG, so... I mean, Suck Wizard is still insane because it's Suck Wizard, but it's not a fault of the RBF. It's just Suck Wizard being Suck Wizard, unfortunately. My 11 out of 10 class is only a 10-10 on Garmoth RBF. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Uh, I think that's it. Is there anything else you wanted to, to ask? Oh, uh, someone was asking Anfield, what, what, what change would you make to Succession Ranger if you could to help it in 1v1 specifically without buffing its uh, large scale, if there was such a way to do so? Uh, yeah, actually there is. I did reply to him. I guess he didn't see it uh, the first time he asked it. Um, I think you just give it an S block and give it call from sky and iframe on cooldown so that it's iframe on 
cooldown and then it cools down its super armor. Um, since it's a non-attack skill that doesn't move you very far and sends you in the air in an easy grab, I don't think that's too easy to complain. Maybe increase the distance as well in the first one uh, when it's cooling down. So yeah, and yeah, give it an S block that would probably help it. I don't think any of those two changes would would remotely impact the siege really. Um, so that's I guess that's what I would do for it. Uh, all right. You have anything else, Rosard? Uh, he. I think he, he. I bet you he did see it the first time, but he wanted Anfield to say it on the podcast so that the intern over at Pearl Abyss can hear him say uh, it. Well, <laughs> well, I I didn't actually see you reply, so I apologize. Although, yeah, vocal. Yeah, he, was, yeah, he he typed it twice. Uh, the first time I replied, he must not have seen it. Um, and what would you do to buff Kuno? Uh, I would cut its movement down by 50% because oh, I don't understand God. why you can have stealth and move like Sonic. Yeah, the stealth. <laughs> Dude, I say just just like grabs, give give grab and stealth to all classes, you know? Then we'll be fine. Stealth all classes. Yeah, I don't know. Um, actually, just quickly, just as a quick like statement, I guess, what do you feel about that? Because um, I kind of feel like People say that assassin classes should move fast. They should, oh, in and out. And I kind of understand that. But on the flip side, I feel like an assassin class is, you know, what you are, which is you have stealth and then you can burst people down from that. And I feel like you shouldn't have both. But uh, my, my how thing, do you feel? My thing with concealment is this, is I don't like that concealment can last 100% of the time. Like, I think you should either have Oni Shadow or concealment, not both. And there should be a gap in time where you just can't stealth. So you either have to use it to engage or have to use it to disengage. I'm not really a fan of having it for both. I, I think it's ah. that, that makes it too overpowered, in my opinion. Um, as far as the movement yeah. goes, I guess, I don't know, it's sort of like flex is that, the threat of flex coming to you, like movement is sort of like a big deal for it. So I feel like movement is, is kind of a, nece a necessity, but it just depends because it's hard to, it's hard for me to defend like the way Ninja is designed where like Kuno is like, okay, you move really fast, right? But when I get in, I have to target just one person or maybe two because if anyone else is around during my combo while trying to kill someone, I, I'm just going to get CC because they don't have protective damage. But Ninja doesn't have that problem. So I, I don't, I don't know. It's weird. There's, I yeah, guess there's supposed to be give and take, right? Yeah, I was just kind of curious at the uh, whole uh, sort of debate on that. Yeah. Um, I think with stealth, strong. I think with stealth, I think it would be people would have less of an issue with like being combo. For, it does feel bad. Someone pops out of stealth and one combos you instantly. Maybe if like there was like a a very short delay between you unstealthing and stealthing, that the animation locks you. So you can't immediately run up to someone in stealth because you can move actually still pretty quickly. And as you said, it's permanent. It's you permanent. can keep it up all the time. Um, and then you just combo someone from that. It does feel bad when that happens to you, I think, as well. And if they fail and your buddy comes up, they just zip and they're gone. So, um, yeah, uh, maybe that maybe the stealth mechanic could be tweaked in that way. That, anyway, that, that was all. Like, that was most, it. I was just curious. Most games usually do like a... Uh... If you're within range of somebody, they can see you, you know? Yeah, like it fades a little bit and you can kind of see a translucent person, like a yeah. 
Like something like that would help too. So it's like if you're within, I, I don't even know what the radius would be, but maybe, um, I don't know. I don't know how this game measures meters, but relatively close to you. If, if someone's within Goral range, like in a 360 degree radius, the, they should be either visible or like translucent. So like people around them see. So you're actually, while invisible, trying to stay away from people at the same time. Something like yeah. that would be nice. Or just reduce, yeah. I've, I've never understood why it can last the entire time. I can literally go, I can use concealment, stay in concealment, walk around, um, and then go into Oni Shadow right after, and there's like no gap. Um, the other thing is they changed it to where when you move, you use stamina when you're in concealment, which was a great change, but I almost feel like you, you shouldn't recover stamina if you're not moving when in stuff. Yeah, you, you stop and you can recover it, yeah. That would be another option to, to go for, so it doesn't feel as permanent. Yeah. Okay, I was just kind of curious. That's yeah. interesting. But all that having been said, until Suck Wizard has changed, stealth is a... Uh, yeah, you know, a pit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was only because you play Kuno. That's why I was only curious. In your opinion I was, I was, yeah, you're absolutely right. That's the big issue right now. I was telling Rosler, how funny is it that like seven, eight months ago, we used to like when you were in RBF, everyone used to be like, "Dude, fuck, concealment ninjas are so annoying, or stupid concealment Kunos, or this is so busted." And now, like Wizard Suck Wizard has gotten to a point. Where now it's like, man, I wish we were just being killed by concealment ninjas and kunos again. I miss it so much. I still complain about cockroach ninja and kunos just sitting there in stealth waiting for someone to walk by. Yeah. Yeah, well, when you're a cheesy-ass archer sitting in the back shooting CCs nonstop with no effort, <laughs> you know, deserve it. Mm. <laughs> it takes so much skill to go invisible out of spawn and just walk your way to the middle of the field and wait for someone to walk by. Uh, and so much more skill to sit behind your team just pressing R and B. Yeah. Do you know what the counter to uh, stealth is though? The class that has massive damage AOEs all around it that sits in protection. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So succession wizard? <laughs> Soul Cipher says Rizzo, you complain about everything. That's true. That is true. That's his job here. You know, that's what we pay him for. He's paying the big bucks for. All right. Uh, so, you know the deal. Anfield, we usually uh, head over. We do some comments from the previous week's video. You are 100% welcome to stay. We'd love for you to stick around and answer questions if people have any. I'll pass it to you regularly. If not, you're, uh, you're, you're free, free to go. It's totally up to you. Yeah, I did last time, but there's no way I can do it this time because my sleep schedule is actually fixed and it's midnight, so All I gotta right. head out. Well, thank you but, so much for coming on the show, man. We appreciate it. If you could tell everyone where they can find you, your Twitch, your YouTube, like any places that you are, um, feel free right now. Uh, yeah, I just I stream on Twitch. I have a YouTube as well, but you can find that through Twitch, I suppose. It's just Anfield W, and I just stream a lot of BDO, and I play uh, a Ranger, so yeah. And you do Thanks a lot for having me, guys. I had fun. You do a World of Warcraft stream sometimes as well? Um, sometimes, yeah, on Sunday, I'll sometimes stream Classic WoW as like my chill day. But I'll still talk about BDO most of the time. So, <laughs> yeah. All right, yeah, so twitch.tv slash AnfieldW. If you haven't checked him out, please go there and, and find him. Thanks again for coming on, man. We appreciate it. Yeah, thanks, guys. I'll catch you later. Later.
Alright, Rez, these comments. Someone brings up a good, someone brings up a good point in yeah. uh, chat, by the way. The way that you fix stealth is just make flares not take a five second animation <laughs> to shoot off. Flares shouldn't CC you when you cast them? Yeah, pretty much. I've never understood that. Why is it such a long animation? I don't know. I think it made sense when it was originally designed with the old concealment and no Oni shadow, but now it's like weird. It definitely needs to be updated. Um, yeah, we need like a. See, dude, we just got to take a bunch of stuff from League, dude. We got to take Scanner Sweep. Scanner Sweep would be perfect, dude. You know the little red yeah. scanner? Yeah, 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 yeah. That should be flare, dude. For a few seconds, you have a siren above your head. We could use the same ugly animation, too. Ah, <laughs> uh, all right, here we go. Comments. Newest first. Let's drop down to the bottom here. <clears throat> uh, Kalekos, the Spellweaver, says first at last. Congratulations, dude. Uh, Spiro says, I accept your apology, Nayashi. Haha, <laughs> good podcast as usual, boys. Um, I believe that was because we made fun of him for talking about super armor on Solar Flare and then they gave it to him with bond skills. Are you worried about that, Rez? Super armor on Solar Flare? Does that scare you? I suppose a little bit, but I don't know. I, don't, I think there's, you know, there's ways to work around it. Yeah. Syed says frontal guard on balance strike is way better. Is it? Hmm. I don't know if I agree with that. Maybe. I don't think I agree with that. Yeah, we'll see. I think in 1v1s, eh, I don't know. Maybe. Like I said, that's why I'm interested for the bonds. I'm I'm interested to see the type of things that people come up with. Okay, small dick stole your girl says so. The Musa buffs feel nice, but it's always a but with these mooses. Uh, every other awakening is getting buffed as well. So let's calm down on the Musa shit talk. Everyone else is getting buffed. Musa is still top tier dog shit. In Siege, slow stacking also kills Musa, which is a lot more of because of Guardian and more suck with nerf. Kuno class is bust as fuck. Frosty playing another OP class. What are the odds? You know, Musas are just goddamn bitter these days. <laughs> also, they, they really are, aren't they? Also, Musa's awakening buffs in PvE were uh, much greater than the Kuno buffs, all right? Small dick stole your girl. You're getting more trash than me now. All right, just relax. And everyone is dog shit in large scale, except for wizard and guardian and ranger. Okay. Uh, battle hot dog. So see, this is the and the the, but every other awakening is getting buffed. This is the the non-inclusive attitude that mooses have. They don't want everyone to feel strong and powerful. All these like weak awakenings. It's like, yeah, we got buffed in PvE, but so did Kuno. So it's like it it's like we didn't even get buffed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Ugh. Pretty much. Anyway, thank you for commenting. Small Dick stole your girl. Appreciate your support. He's been around forever, so even though I banter with him and he's a stupid. He Lisa. has been. He's been around for a long time. Yeah. And he's got a funny name, it's hard to forget. Even though he's a stupid Musa, we still love him. Battle Hot Dog says, You wanted some input from a lawn. Deadly Dance, Frontal Guard, Fur, Frontal Guard, or Tailspin KD are the big three. Tailspin KD can be very, very fast. Um, basically, sidestep, instant, 
uh, Insta KD sidestep. It can also be used in a combo after a grab, so you can apply two KDs in a row, Mangler into Tailspin, uh, into Tailspin in case of a resist. Um, with the upcoming Crystal Slots and Dandy, the KD resist might become an actual issue in 1v1s. It definitely is. A lot of people are running knockdown resist crystals now, which just completely takes out uh, a combo or two on like half the classes in the game, which is, I, I just think, absolutely absurd, but that's just me. Um, Tailspin is powerful, but most people likely go for uh, the frontal guards because Lon has no real frontal guard outside of C-Swap and the recent bridled FG change. Fur enables you to apply the 20% slow bound safely, and if you miss the CC, you can follow up with its slow, which is SAKD. This makes the flow finally usable. Deadly Dance is also very powerful. It's strong in Node Wars because of its huge AoE CC, and with the mouse movement, it might actually be really decent in 1v1s as well. The recent buffs to it and now another damage buff could make this our new nuke ability. Air Smashes are strong as fuck, and now it has Frontal Guard. For myself, I'll play around with Tailspin KD, but probably end up using Fur because the slow is disgusting. For the damage buffs, it is needed, but I would have preferred some accuracy buffs instead. I have no idea how good those percent are and have to test it out. This is going to be insane against DR and maybe just what Law needed against Evasion, but not sure. Awake will most likely be better than Suck in Node Wars with those changes. Don't quote me on that, though. Yeah, I agree. I also, I don't think the, I, I mean... You can get an accuracy accessory, which is going to make the 20% damage buff on those four or five skills feel even more powerful. Whereas right now, an accuracy accessory is is great because you, you hit the target more, but you just don't really do that much damage on the hits. Um, so, I mean, kind of, is like, kind of, you're not going to feel as bad sacrificing 3 AP for 20 accuracy when you have those damage buffs, I guess, is a way to put it. Um, Ziba says, PA is so scared to buff Wake and Musa, but overbuff a ton of other classes. I just don't get it. Rez, are you, are you hearing this? I am. I don't understand. Do you? Uh, I don't know, man. This is your Musa's. What are you going to do? I can't even tell. It it's a troll comment, I think, right? I don't understand, dude. Uh, Dav RV. I mean, it's like it, it basically it comes down to what you said, right? Unless they are like the top, then they're the bottom. There's there's no like, yeah, my class is pretty good. It's either like, oh yeah, we're really strong, or my class is actual dog shit, and you can't tell me otherwise. Yeah. Um. Davrev says, about Guardian Bond, I think you guys confusing Cleansing Flame Shift F with Dragon Maw, the one you have to charge Shift LMB. Cleansing doesn't do that much damage, except if you outgear your target. Yeah, it'll be good because of the range and the CC, but it does like half the damage of Maw or God Incinerator. If God Incinerator CCs with every hit, will be better. Um, but if only the initial hit, then Cleansing for sure. For 1v1 and small scale, I can see using GI or Searing because Shift F is slow as fuck. Nobody will ever get CC'd with it on 1v1. Honestly, all last four are really good in different situations. Okay, so one, we know now that I tested it. God Incinerator does not CC on every hit. It's only the initial hit. And two, Shift F does a lot of damage. Yes, it might not do as much damage as some of your other abilities, but it still does a ton of damage. And it's an issue of it being a in large scale or group fights, a ranged protected CC with a super low cooldown. 
it's just something that most classes don't have. Um, and nor should they, except for wizard, which, by the way, is overpowered. Um, for 1v1s, yeah, it won't <laughs> matter as much because if a, if a guardian's really far from you, you can kind of like see the animation and you're focused solely on him. But in everything else, it's going to, I mean, you're going to be basically every seven or eight seconds knocking down groups of people in a fight, which I, I think is insane because there's literally no risk, especially if you're actually like fighting with your guild. There's no risk. You're just going to be, you're going to be super armor. So you're not going to be CC'd by any ranged abilities. Amy knocking people down is kind of crazy. Um, Daz says, I totally switched Meteor for Dream of Doom because Spirit Bomb is the best. Also rip my PP itches. I know, dude. We lost my PP itches. He hasn't... We haven't seen uh, the He messaged of... something. He said something about how his, uh, his thing got like denied or some shit and that he would be back eventually. Yeah. Um, yeah, Dream of Doom. That, that's one of the reasons I actually liked Zork when I first started. I was like, dude, it has the Spirit Bomb animation. This is kind of sick. Although... I wish, like, I love the black hole animation on Sork's ult. I wish that was just a regular ability. Like, remove the vacuum and just make it, like, a damage-dealing ball over time. That actually hits kind of hard. That skill just looks so cool. It's sad it's wasted on, on an ult that nobody uses. Um, <laughs> Vesper BR says, Gotta insert the featuring Nayashi in the podcast logo. I mean, leave it as it is. Mewa deserves to be forgotten. Yikes, dude. Poor Mewa, dude. Man, she's here in spirit with us. He was, uh... He had a sticky snowflake elsewhere. Kanichi Sai says, <laughs> Now the only now they only have to add one pre-awakened skill so that Mystic can get the frontal guard back on Twisted Collision. Unless the stiff on Crouching Wolf is an option. I also hope they make Awakening Rabam usable and suck. God knows I want Spiral Torpedo on Succession. Hate having to rely on Backstep from Crouching Wolf and Hidden Claw so much when grinding on Suck. Yeah. I'm super curious what the limitations are going to be on the Rabam skills. It's going to be crazy. Uh, Dr. Mahara says, This episode talks about a very big update to the game indeed. I like the changes overall. Um, they provide more flexibility and unique options for players. I feel sad, however, that these changes are only for Awakening. Now classes that are already using Awakening benefit more like Warrior or Sork. I play Suck Mystic, and for me, these changes don't add anything. They only... Uh, make my current matchups with Awakening meta classes like Warrior harder, so should we all play Awakening now? I'm not sure I want to. As someone else pointed out, uh, can Mystics get FG on Twisted Collision when using Succession, please? Alright, that needs to be FG when using both specs. Why only sucks? You only think about yourself, Dr. Mahara. Yeah, I mean, on one hand, I agree, like, if you're suck and you feel like your spec isn't very strong, but, I mean... Right now, Suck Mystic is just like undeniably better than Awakened Mystic and really powerful in 1v1. So I don't know that it is that hard for you currently, but um, the sentiment is there. I, I kind of get the sentiment. I, I still think people are going to, even with the spiral change, unless they buff Awakened Mystic's damage, most people are still going to be playing Suck Mystic. Um. Void Null says, all right, I think this week you guys did good. Only marginally laughed when Shy was ignored by devs, but <laughs> I think there was a momentary pause. Like, yeah, it does suck to be left out um, of the party or as the party class, and they probably do need buffs, but or maybe even PvE buffs, sure. To which I agree, and no, this is not me 
third impostering and placing words in people's mouths this is the truth now don't argue also what are your common tasks i mean what are our common tasks what's he mean by that that's a uh, among us reference oh well what are your common tasks wires uh key card uh i don't know if those are common but yeah you know yeah. the usual reslar's an imposter uh no dude what Chibaneko says in all caps wait reslar has a girlfriend i know i'm as surprised as you are turns out someone does want to date shitty bdo alex jones <laughs> Look, it's if you want to call his love for the saints a relationship, that's fine. Uh, <laughs> Talented Sniping says, season only RBF, what the fuck? Uh, what the fuck is that? Can we get a trial only for fuck's sakes? Like, why can't we have fairish fights where gear doesn't matter as much? Why would you not double the amount of capris that you get in grind spots, life skilling events, rifts, etc. instead of doubling the cost? This would double the amount of Kafras in the game without making it even harder for less geared players who are just starting to get into Kafras progress. And yeah, definitely taking Shift F. I uh, just found God Incinerator funny because it's the main Guardian meme everyone uses. Oh, just stand there and Shift Q, which is really strong, but also like Frosty said, no. Uh, that, that, not that hard to counter. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know about a trial only. Maybe they should allow trial characters in with the seasonal or something I, I don't know i just feel like trial only Ooh. trial only rbf sounds really fun on paper but eventually it's just going to be empty and no one's going to play it they shouldn't i i do think they should make a trial only rbf but it should only be like one rbf like there's no need to have like because isn't there only one season rbf too it needs to be like that where there's just one so it's not taking up any space you know yeah I'm wondering. I'm wondering if um, would it be so bad if trial RBF was just tied into seasonal RBF? Like you could play with seasonal character, just gear match seasonal. What's the trial gear right now? Trial gear is above is that... seasonal, so it'd have to be lowered because the the max in in seasonal is like two forty two, two forty five, or something AP with like three hundred six DP, and in trial it's two fifty eight, two sixty. So it'd have to be even lower, but, and it's Kudum versus Nuver too, is what Syed's saying. I guess it's actually technically more gear, it's just you're using more similar gear. But yeah, if it just matched seasonal, I feel like that'd be cool. That way it'd be like more people can participate. I was talking to Cinny and, and he was saying like, seasonal RBF on day one was really fun and now it's empty and it's actually really hard to get a fight because people just aren't participating. And I feel like that's what would happen with trial RBF too. So maybe just combine them and equalize the gear at like the max that you can get in seasonal or something. I don't know. Um, Abraxas KB says at 1329, Frosty uses a, a program for sound volumes. What is the name of that program? By the way, thanks for making this podcast. I believe he was talking about this program, which is a, um, it's called like trumpet sound or, or something or ear, ear trumpet. That's what it's called. It's on the, uh, Microsoft store. I use it because it lets me, um, I could kind of change where the sound source is coming from for different applications. So for example, if I'm using a mixer for recording, so if I want to change who hears what, if I want, if I want to hear something, but I don't want the stream to hear something, I could kind of change where it's routed through this ear trumpet 
trumpet thing. It it works really well with the mixer that I use, so. Um, I just use voice painter banana. Don't say just. That shit's complex. Fucking looks so gross. It's really not, it's but okay. Hard. It's really super hard. Max punch. You can just, just follow a tutorial on YouTube. It's I did! Easy. And I was like, this is overwhelming. I'm quitting this shit. And I uninstalled it immediately. You're just a fucking boomer. There's so many ugly buttons, dude. <laughs> so many ugly buttons. Dude, hold on. Now I, now I have to pull this up. Voice meter banana. I apologize for the radio listeners. Oh my god. Here uh, we go. Look at this. Interface. Hold on. I'm pulling this up on the stream. Let's pop this up. Uh, okay. Open image in a new tab so it's nice and big. Okay, what? Look at, look at this interface. And then mm -hmm. look at this interface. Like, mm -hmm. one of them is like really, really nice and eloquent and looks good and has just simple bars that you kind of move. This other one is like, what in the fuck is even happening on this interface? This is the worst design UI of all time. This is so bad. No one should use, I like, I know it's really powerful, but come on. And, and also, what's this? The skeuomorphism with the fucking fake tape recorder thing. Come on, give me a break. Voice meter, get it together, all right? Update your <laughs> interface. This is unacceptable. Absolutely unacceptable. I'm just saying. All right, moving on. Uh, now, if we were sponsored by Voice Meter, that would have been a very positive segment. <laughs> <laughs> Max Punch says, I have no idea. <laughs> we do have room for one sponsorship, by the way. We're very limited. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude, a little very uh, hard scarce, scarce resources over here, okay? Uh, Max Punch says, I have no idea about uh, what's the name of Musa abilities, but hearing that they could potentially kite even better makes me feel like Griefer's got a nice buff here. Seems like it will be pretty uncomfortable grinding at Star's End in the near future. Yeah, Musa's, you know. You know, I was talking to Kyrim actually, the other day, and he said that he was going to either take... Um, and this kind of surprised me, but he said... He was either going to take the full frontal guard crust crusher where there's no gap in it and it has a protection even on the CC or fiery crevice. Which I, I thought was interesting because neither of those two are the other ones. He said projection that he prefers to save projection and use it for combos anyway. So he doesn't really want to get the catch with projection and um, that he felt like the bound on below the belt had a little bit of redundancy with the BSR. So for him, Fiery Crevice or Crust Crusher actually made the most sense, which I, I thought was kind of interesting. I, I, I didn't want to say this in front of Brosiden, but I feel like for literally years, I've heard nothing but complaining about how Crust Crusher isn't protected and mm -hmm. how, oh, that's, <laughs> that's, the, that's the main reason we suck in large scale is because our biggest ability, Crust Crusher, isn't even protected, and that's why we're garbage and blah, 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 blah. And then finally, the first thing I saw when I looked at Moose's abilities, is I said, oh, Crust Crusher can finally be protected, and they can finally stop complaining about it. And then what, uh, what do all the Mooses do? Just, uh, that's just, like, whatever. It's like, dude, that's literally all I've heard for, like, the last, like, three, four years. <laughs> dude, uh, all know. the time is, like, what? That's protected! When he gets CC'd out of his fucking Crust Crusher, and then right when it's like, hey, full frontal guard on Crust Crusher, he's like, 
that's so dumb. Who even needs that? And I'm like, uh, I don't know. You know what? Maybe we who don't play Musa need you guys to have that so you don't have to yell in my ear every five fights. All right? Uh, that's like if someone offered me a fix for my desync and then I was just like, I don't really need it. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, no, no, no. You, the, the Musa way would be your response to them fixing your desync would be like, yeah, that's really cool that they're fixing my desync, but they're also fixing everyone's desync. So it's like, is it even a buff for yeah. me? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they moved the server. <laughs> they moved the servers to the center of the country in like Chicago or something. It's like, I mean, yeah, it's cool that my ping is lower, but also ping is lower for the East Coast. So it is is it even really like a buff for me? <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, man, it's too bad. People in Chicago. Yeah, it's cool that my ping went from like fucking whatever it is, like fucking sixty or whatever bullshit it's at, to like. 30 but uh people in chicago got zero now so is my ping even really changed <laughs> uh nobody says maybe switching between bond skills by the way i i do think i have a new proposed change for moose and maywa i think that they should remove the iframe from chase this is a, actually like a serious proposal remove the iframe from chase so it's always super armor and just give them a separate like chase i don't know prime chase buffed chase, absolute chase, something that is like a four or five second cooldown that's just one version of chase that is an iframe that they could just use independent whenever they want with a separate cooldown. I think it would be fine. That way they always can save that version of chase while still moving around for when they think they can counter a grab. That would be good because that would also let them like choose when to use the iframe, you know? Yeah. Which I'm that sure... That would be a really good change, I think. Someone's thought of that before, I'm sure, but it'd be kind of nice. Um, I mean, but I, I'm sure if you, you know, you know, this is, yeah, they, they need accuracy. They don't need, you know, chase they need accuracy. Yeah, you know? exactly. They get it and be like, but our accuracy. Oh. Yeah, it's fucking, it's uh, hilarious. It's like if they fix, if they fix the iframe on chase to actually work, they'd be like, yeah, that's cool. But, uh, when are, when are we getting our accuracy buff? It's like, okay. <laughs> yeah, exactly. All right. Yeah, Maywas used to have it with Sleet Step, but they took that from They ripped that right out of your guys' hearts. Remember that? Uh, nobody says maybe switching bond skills could put you in a locked emo animation like switching skill presets. That way, uh, if you're within eyesight, people can tell you're switching skills. And if you're in a duel, you can't swap without catching a CC. In before, Nayashi tags a Maywa to his Maywa so you can have four skill add-on presets. Grapple, arrow, buff, when. Hey, that's not a bad idea. I wouldn't idea. be so, I, I, honest to God, would not... Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't know. What is Nayashi gonna tag? Legitimately. Anything? Nah, I think he said he wasn't sure. I, I think he said he would be down to try out Suck Mewa. Or Awaken Mewa. Hey, he should tag a Musa, dude. Just stay wait, 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 wait. So he's gonna... Wait, so he's gonna have... A succession Maywa and then tag in Awaken Maywa? Yeah, why not? Why? What? He has Chase Brain, dude. <laughs> Is, isn't that what the whole skill preset thing did? Is so that you don't have to do stupid shit like that anymore? <laughs> uh, no. Yeah. Moose, the Musassin says, TLDR regarding the cost of tagging, why not remove your armor and accessories and leave only weapons before using the Marnie device? That should cut the cost down, then put your armor slash accessories in tent storage. 
Uh, you it don't actually counts to... weapons. Yeah, it only charges you for your weapons, so you don't even have to do that. Um, they already saw that coming, so they just went ahead and did it for you. Yeah, they also interestingly put a set price on the Kafra stone. So originally it was supposed to be 3% of your total Kafra stone value in your weapons, but now they're rating Kafra stones at 43,000 silver per Kafra stone, which is like 1.6% of a Kafra stone value or something like that. Or maybe two, I don't, I don't remember the exact number, but it's cheaper, a little bit cheaper. It's kind of cool. Um, and I, I do want to like a uh, uh, PSA, cause I keep seeing people say, well, you can't use your tag character in node war. So who cares? But you can, you a hundred percent can. All the tagging system is doing is copying your weapons over from one character to another. What you can't do during Node War is right-click the tag button and instant swap to your character. The same limitation is applied to the tagging system now during when you're out in the ocean or in the desert. You can't just right-click the tag button and instant swap your character. Um, the other limitation is you can't create a new tag during Node War and Siege time. So if you're like, shit, we need more wizards during this war, let's get a bunch of people with their tag weapons to go spend 300 mil to tag, that's not a thing you can do. You can't create a tag during a war. But you can also, use the, any character you want during war. The other thing is, like, that would be a stupid rule anyway, because there's a really easy way to get around that, which is just have the wizard be your main, and yeah. then tag the other class that you're going to do everything else on. So that would be a really stupid limitation, because there's a really easy workaround. Ashvar says, what do you mean the league ranking system is broken? The second I had hit D5, I started getting challengers in my games and had to climb to D1 that way. It seems perfectly fine to me. P.S. In your case, Frosty, you're getting higher level players since majority of league community is between silver and low platinum. They tend to saturate the queue. By the way, I am no longer getting higher level players and I'm still just getting farmed. So the other thing too is like, I mean, it's like mostly people that are like, so I'm bronze one. I'm mostly getting people that are like silver four, occasionally silver three, and then a few bronze players now in my matches. But like, it is either my team just completely dominates or, or my team is just not actually looking at their monitor for entire matches. I don't, I don't know. It's, it's insane. Relying on other people to rank up is the craziest thing ever. It's so, it feels crazy. <laughs> Yeah, that's why you need to stop playing, like, Zack and play carries. Yeah, it's what everyone says, but, like, I'll play what I want, dude, alright? Zeagle says... Bronze and... <laughs> and Eagle, yeah, bronze and... I, I've seen a video of Yumi 1v9-ing in jungle, so if Yumi can do it, Zack can do it. Zeagle oh, says, <laughs> about the new tag system, my main currently has a C3 Penzarka, that I got from exchanging Tavala boss gear and enhanced it to pen. Since my Zark cannot be registered to the market, what price would I pay to tag another character? Likely it would still charge you the market value of a Zark, even though you can't list yours, would be my guess. It would still be like the, the item equivalent value, so most likely. Um, or your RNG carried and it's gonna be free. Harambe says they should add human dummies to the BA with gear sets like 300, 350, 400 DP and like 600, 700, 800 evasion so you can actually test stuff on dummies that respond like real PvP targets, maybe even see damage on a bar. See, I, even, I think more simply than that, they should just add dummies that get up immediately like as a, a player would if a player was trying to get up and 
The dummies shouldn't fly as far or be able to be reseed. They should actually uh, abide by the CC limits that we have to. Yeah, so well, we the, the problem, the pro the base problem is the dummies are PVE mobs, which they should not be. That's the base problem, right? Also, I'm going to start bringing this up once per episode, and I'm sure it'll work swimmingly, like the essay on shadow explosion that we never got. Uh, <coughs> we need an option to turn on damage numbers in the game. Like, we just do. Even if it's limited to just Battle Arena, fine, for testing purposes. But please let us have damage numbers, like at this point. Let it be an option, have it off by default, let you opt into it, but let us do damage numbers, please. Um, Abraxas KB says, okay, change it, and then remove the cooldown on teleport. Sarcasm. He linked a, a timestamp. I think that had something to do with something we said. I'll look at that later. Uh, the Spoon Elite, I think, yeah. Was that maybe referring to when we were talking about, like, Meteor, maybe? Probably. Yeah. Oh, Bear brings up, it should show you misses when you miss, if you're, like, using evasion. Or testing against evasion. I, I agree. You should see when you miss. That would be interesting. I kind of wish, you know what I, you know what I wish, as long as we're wishfully thinking? Whenever you died, I wish you could see your opponent's, like, gear and level. And shit. Like, you can actually see, like, why you fucking died. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That would be, that would be nice to be able to see. So it's like, oh, this dude's, like, really heavy evasion. Like, holy shit. Like, I gotta, you know, instead of just having to figure that out, have, like, a little death recap type deal. I don't know. It would be nice. I'd be down. Uh, the Spoon Elite says, I can't help feeling they're going to add too much to the game at the same time. It's great that they're aiming high and keeping things interesting, but assuming they aren't done balancing the Awakenings, I think they're just making their own job harder by throwing the Bond skills in. Uh, yes and no. I mean, on one hand, you're right, because it's a lot more, more variables. On the other hand, Wizard's just super strong, and everyone else is, like, relatively comparable. I mean, there's some exceptions, but like, they've had seven months of not having bond skills and they haven't figured wizard out, so, well, you know, what are bond skills going to hurt? Uh, 0H says, I've been practicing striker for tagging for complimenting, er, to compliment my May, and holy shit, having two AoE grabs and protected AoE CCs that don't have a two pixel hitbox is insane. It takes half the effort to beat most classes Maywa has troubles with does great damage, and has three manageable iframes. Iframes you can save up and use at any time in Awake or Pre-Awakening to avoid grabs. With that said, playing strikers also allowed me to really appreciate the whenever the fuck I want essay that is chase. Without chase, you can't position exactly as you want in a fight. You don't have an oh shit, let me get out of here with essay button, and a lot of Mooses Maywas who haven't played classes gated by CDs often take chase versatility for granted. Yeah, strikers, strikers kit is fucking loaded. Like, really, really, really loaded. Also, I, I do want to take a second to point out that Maywas are getting slighted in the Bond skills. Um, I mean, not Maywa, uh, Mystic compared to Striker yet again. Similar to them taking Frontal Guard away from Twisted on Mystic but not Striker. Wave Orb pre-CC changes was Frontal Guard while charging and Super Armor on the attack with a stun. The new bond skill we are getting on Wave Orb is Frontal Guard while charging and Frontal Guard on the attack, which is significantly weaker being as it's a uh, 
a skill that moves you forward and leaves you kind of stuck in the animation at the end for a second. And then Striker, Spiral Cannon back in the day was forward guard and the Bond version they're getting is super armor, which is significantly more powerful and a skill that, you know, moves you forward. Weird. Strange. Tilter says, imagine if Sork got a bond that turned Soul Harvest into a grab. That would be pretty bonkers. Dude, Soul Harvest and, and Bear and Chat can agree. Soul Harvest is really strong right now. Like You can actually just one-shot mobs with that skill. Got buffed recently. It's crazy good. Anyway, that's going to do it for the comments for us. Uh, Rezo, you want to close us out? Sure. Thank you, everybody, so much for watching slash listening. Thank you, everybody, for hanging out and... Uh and chat in the stream. We do stream this uh, pretty much every time we do it these days. I think we have done it every time since Frosty started streaming. Uh, so if you want to watch the stream, you can check out Frosty, uh, twitch.tv slash sofrosty. Join the Discord. We have a role in there that you will get added whenever we are going to record the live stream. Also, just join the Discord in general, because that's where you're going like, to get to learn about this shit. Uh, thank you so much to Anfield for hanging out with us and, and chatting with us and, and all that stuff. Make sure to check him out, his Twitch and YouTube and all that linked in the description so if you uh, weren't listening earlier whenever he talked about it you can just go down to the description click that link go check him out really chill dude really good ranger over in uh eu and uh it was nice of him to hang out with us uh even though it was pretty fucking late for him over at eu time uh sorry nash he couldn't be here he should be back next week uh unless something else occurs obviously it was not woman aggro for once this time it was a wedding aggro for like a friend or something along that those lines. Probably so. is woman made him go to. Let's be honest. Probably, but we, you know what? I'd rather we can ask him next week. I'd rather not assume things because that's sexist. You sexist pig thinking the woman wants to go to the wedding. Maybe Naya, she likes weddings, huh? Maybe he wants to catch the the flowers. What's it called? The the bouquet. So, no, he just wants to catch flowers. No, just flowers in general. <laughs> yeah. But uh, that's going to be it for the podcast, guys. Uh, thank you so much for listening, and we'll catch you.